Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Wow, you really do so seem zen. You seem very centered. Yeah, uh, it's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Namaste. Oh boy. <laughs> you can follow us on social media. I'm at Philanthropy Gal. I'm at Christina Hutch. And our duo social media is Sorry About Last Night on everything except Twitter. It's SRY About Less NYT. And that's where you're going to find all the up to date show information. And uh, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That helps us a lot, bumps us to the top, gets yeah. other people to uh, welcome themselves to the world of guys we fucked. Additionally, if you're having uh, trouble with whatever platform you usually use to listen to the podcast, if it's not showing up the past couple episodes, we did switch where we host. We used to host on SoundCloud. We now host on Megaphone. Nothing against SoundCloud. We fucking love them. It was a, It's a, something that you'll learn about more later. Uh, but... Uh, we we have someone working on it so in the meantime it's on spotify it's on itunes still i think it yeah. should be on stitcher yeah it's on stitcher uh i know just that, look it up yeah it's, google it, it we are updating episodes though so yeah. you probably don't even hear this though if you've stopped that but so if tell, tell your friends. friends yeah and yeah rate and review just take a second to rate and review us on itunes because um you girls appreciate it help a whore out <laughs> um news item for this week <laughs> Once prominent conversion therapist will now pursue life as a gay man. Surprise, surprise. Described as the intellectual godfather of ex-gay therapy, David Matheson told NBC News he is now dating men. Oh, Matheson, it's really a gay last name. The revelation broke Sunday night after the LGBTQ nonprofit Truth Wins Out obtained a private Facebook post made by conversion therapist advocate Rich Weiler, which stated that Matheson says that living a single celibate life just isn't feasible for him, so he's seeking a male partner. Oh, okay, that's why he's doing it. Not because, you know, he was born and then his sexuality, he realized he was homosexual and then he hated what? himself for it, and so he wanted to make everybody else's life a little bit living hell. Oh, Matheson then confirmed Weiler's uh, assertions on Tuesday with a Facebook post of his own. A year ago, I realized I had to make substantial changes in my life. I realized I couldn't stay in my marriage any longer. I realized that it was time for me to affirm myself as gay. To-do list. Monday. <laughs> Come <suck> out. <laughs> Come out as gay. Matheson, who was married to a woman for 34 years, bless her soul, is now divorced. Also confirmed mm. in an interview with NBC News that he's now dating men. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, it. I've always had the hunch that people who are staunchly against anything the politician that is the loudest against sex work is probably the one with the most sex workers in his hotel room um and this kind of confirms this and uh, at the end of the article it's a really great article you guys should check it out uh the end of the article matheson is far from the only ex-gay therapist who has either come out as gay or has been exposed for leave living a double life in 2000 conversion therapy advocate and success story that's in quotes john polk was photographed at a washington dc gay bar a decade later he issued a formal apology for his ex-gay past 
Alan Chambers, former president of the now defunct conversion therapy organization Exodus International, well, that's a shitty name, apologized to the LGBTQ community in 2013 after he acknowledged he was attracted to men. And just two months ago, Truth Wins Out exposed ex-gay therapist Norman Goldwasser after it allegedly discovered him soliciting men on gay dating apps. Benson said conversion therapy programs give people false hope that they can be, quote, cured of being LGBTQ. It's a total and complete fraud from beginning to end, he said. As for Matheson, he denied accusations of fraud and said he's currently pursuing a new career as well as a boyfriend. It's a whole different <laughs> world. What really makes me happy about it is how congruent it feels to me now. He explained, it feels like I'm in the right place well but in addition to if giving people false hope i mean i think that's like the wrong point to make with the story yeah the thing is like x you can't change your sexuality well, your and sexual also, orientation the whole idea of conversion therapy is saying that being gay is wrong or bad or gross right and that you sh it's something that you should want to change about yourself like that's the problem and i mean if i was as if i was a member of the lgbtq community i would be better as and resentful as fuck against people i mean like 100 fuck you do this i mean can you imagine how many lives he he's ruined with Ru completely therapy and he's backing up the the parents of these kids yeah. the parents who are not supportive of their children coming out as lgbtq are only getting fueled more right. by these fucking morons mm -hmm. and let me tell you something mike pence probably the gayest motherfucker of them all yeah I think he's very gay and I've had that I've had that hunch for a very long time because he is so pro conversion therapy for LGBTQ I just don't and he understand. doesn't go out with other women because yeah. he's gay because he doesn't want to look at another woman well I, I just don't understand why I mean there are certain things that people do that present a danger to others and yeah. being gay isn't one of them nope. so like to make it your life's mission to convert gay people or to stop them in quotes from being gay like what it's beca because if you lead that crusade then you mustn't be gay but the sad part is we all know you are yeah just don't we all know if mention, you're screaming up don't and down mention it. yeah 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 <laughs> if you just shut the fuck up honestly and le led your life no one will bother you yeah put it in whatever hole you want yeah that your misdirect ain't working yeah <laughs> take your dick out of your conversion therapy paperwork and put it into put it into a flashlight to start you know what i mean just get used to it anyway that being uh, said if you're gay or not gay you folks should buy a ticket to our show yeah come see us live uh tonight we're in raleigh north carolina at good nights uh there's two shows tonight and two shows tomorrow is that gonna be the bridget bishop tour uh i don't know i think maybe not i think yeah. we, we had decided winnipeg was the last what this one is gonna be we're not ah, sure we'll, we'll figure it out we have a whole three and a half days to figure it out yeah so, we're recording this in advance <laughs> so we're gonna be uh great uh but let, let's uh, sell those out i know there's a lot of fuckers in raleigh and if you're in the area uh put a tweet out uh put an instagram out because a lot of times people are behind in episodes and they're like oh my god i didn't know that you were in my, my town, town and i'm here but i didn't see you yeah and uh, let's, let's rid ourselves of those instances. Uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, Valentine's Day 2019, the singlest Valentine's Day. And guys, we fucked history. Oh, yes. We it is. Yeah. This is my first single Valentine's Day. Well, not mine. Um, 
<laughs> I'm not a sad bitch, though, guys. No, uh, you're a bad bitch. Uh, I've already bought my outfit. I'm excited for the Listen Up Podcast Festival. <laughs> you bought an outfit for well, it? Well, yeah, because I love. I have to wear a thematic Valentine's Day. You have to wear red, and I don't. Red's not really my power color. You know what? So really, I think you look good in red. It, well, I mean, thank you, but <laughs> I it, I would say like a, an emerald green or a royal blue are my yeah. power colors. You're right. You're right. Because uh, you got to bring out those tiger eyes, baby. Uh, Listen <laughs> Up Podcast Festival. We're doing a live recording of Guys We Fucked. You guys don't seem that interested because I would hope that it was sold out already. I don't know how lo- big this venue is, uh, but if it's not sold out by Valentine's Day, we're never, com- shit on we're the never coming back. <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> we're in you Thursday, Feb- uh, February. Nope. Mm-hmm. April 18th through Saturday, 420. You know you girl gonna be high. Oh, boy. <laughs> but not for the shows because yeah. I don't do that. We're gonna be at Helium in Indianapolis. So go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours and you get all the info for those shows. You I'm excited to go back to Indianapolis. We haven't been there in a couple of years and that was a really fun was show. Was that Crackers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun club. It was wild. That lady, oh yeah, the lady, there was a lady who ran it, right? There she was. She was very nice. Yeah, so yeah, So obviously yeah. that place went out of business. <laughs> Wait, did they go out of business? Yes! When a woman fucks up, she takes her whole gender down with her, and I hate that. Um, Los Angeles. Uh, I was, I'm going to be in the belly room, but that show's sold out. That show's sold out really quick. Um, and But I'm going to be doing other shows. Um, Sunday the 10th, I'm going to be at, doing John Campanella's show at the Improv, February 10th. Um, I think it's at 10 or something. I, I'll post it on my social media. Like we said, follow our social media, because I have a couple shows. I'm doing Blair Saki's show while I'm in town. Um, and then if you're in New York City, Saturday, February 23rd, uh, my birthday edition of Glamour Puss is happening 7 30 p.m at zinc bar uh co-hosted by myself and wendy starling the venue's 21 and up tickets are 15 dollars. link in the description of the very podcast you are listening to right now please come uh and then monday february 25th i am going to be in, in los angeles uh again i don't have information for these shows yet i know but i've been saying this for a couple weeks it's because i'm waiting for a shooting schedule and i don't know the locations or times but i'm just giving it to you so you're so you can hold the night because then it really doesn't matter because it's going to be in Los Angeles. It's going to be that night. And then, you know, I'll tell you where it is and then you can go there. <laughs> yeah. So it'll all come together. That's, that's it's not how like, it works. It's not like other people know about it and you don't. Right. Right. So it's right. fine. So yeah. this is just like a save the day. Like I'm getting married, but I'm definitely not because I'm very, very <gasps> alone. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's just funny. To, it's funny to say, but I yeah. don't even feel that. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, not talk to people longer and listen to more podcasts, Two Less Lonely Girls. <laughs> Every Monday uh, is on Spotify, iTunes, etc. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And I also want to say I've done so every time I've done a TV taping uh, and guys who fucked fans come out and they always have. They they're always very supportive. It makes me feel so good. And I just want to thank anybody who's ever been to a taping or a show of ours or anything. Because whenever I come, I remember the first, what was the first thing I taped? I think it was the This Is Not Happening. Mm-hmm. I was fucking almost going to shit my pants because I, I'd been on a set before, but a Comedy Central show, like even if it was just digital, I'm like this, I'm going to fuck it up. And I walked on set on stage. I was announced, Roy Wood Jr. announced me. And then these girls in the back were like, ah, and they screamed. And I was like, I felt like I got hugged. And I felt like I was in the womb. Well, it was it's like, like really pre- I really appreciate the support that these that you listeners give us. It's kind of like the same relief you get when you do a show where like non fans are there and like the first laugh, you're like, yeah. oh, thank God, at least I have some chance, something to of hold being on to. Funny, yeah, yeah. So thank I mean, it you. can it can spiral real quickly after oh, that. Hundred percent, it can go <laughs> awry in in the drop of a one word. Oh, I was on a real bombing spree this past week. So oh, I like bombing. It's kind of fun. Uh, I I'm not I'm not it doesn't make me sad anymore. It doesn't make me sad. Funny. And I and I feel like I'm pretty good at bombing now, but um 
you know, it's just there should be sometimes jokes are too new and like they'll they'll work for a, a while and then they stop working. But like it, they ha- I haven't had them in my rotation long enough that should, they should have stopped working. Right. So then you're like, well, what changed? Because these yeah. were hilarious. Yeah. Where where is there lackluster in the delivery or is there lackluster in the audience part? Sometimes I'm on stage, I got to <clears> say. <throat> and like last night I did shows at Fat Black and I the audience was so on board with me the second I got on stage. And then in the middle of a joke, they just were stopped. silent and they stopped any yeah. reactions whatsoever and in those moments i'm like do i have is my pussy hanging out mm-hmm. do i have a booger and i physically check all those things while i'm telling the joke and i'm like no it's just me well then you start being self-conscious about it and then the yeah. comedy is less good yeah and they smell the fear on you one yeah if anyone smells like a comedian's fear or lack of self-confidence it's always bad that's why you know sometimes you gotta do a shot if you're nervous about the show totally i don't oh, recommend true, it good. always but you know yeah you know me sometimes i show up half drunk to auditions <laughs> No one knows, but really? the audition's better. Yeah, I do shots before auditions. Well, now. I remember before we did Rogan, you did, and I was like, uh, well, I actually mm-hmm. last like day one of the last day jobs I had. I remember the CEO of this company had to do a TV interview, and he did two shots of tequila before, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, word, and he was great. Yeah, so you know, sometimes it, alcohol helps, guys. It takes it, it's it's called self medicating. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I do it too. Like if you're alcohol. nervous to drive, I would not recommend it. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> Don't do it before like your rude driver's test or I wouldn't I also wouldn't recommend it if you have a anxiety about going to school. What? <laughs> like drink you, it? Yeah. Don't drink if you have an anxiety about going to like, school. Like, don't drink before school. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. I'm trying to, to list, school. I'm trying to list places. No, I mean, it's like, oh. I'm saying don't go to school drunk. Yeah, don't go to school drunk. Listen, don't take any notes we have because we have a really uh, bullshit career. <laughs> so we make a living off of talking yeah. about dicks. I mean, that's hashtag. I'm not going to say it. I mean, literally part of what I uh, we, we have a paid staff member and <laughs> <laughs> I sent her I am I sent her footage of like fake Super Bowl commercials <laughs> and in one my nipple was out and I apologized for it and I was like can you make sure to cut that out <laughs> so this is the kind of atmosphere we're running and I was yeah. like and I was like oh no I was like am I gonna be am I part of the me too movement now because <laughs> I was no. really concerned but it really just popped out and I didn't it's I was a like, part of the body God. I was like I can't record the whole thing again just because right. but I also don't want my nipple on the internet was it the chair one yeah my nipple yeah you look like my a snack nipple. Corinne was looking like a snack y'all my you gotta go to her Instagram cons- consistently falls out it's okay though because it looks like a bunny's nose exactly it's so light it's and a then- non-offensive nipple I don't know what an offensive nipple is I do know what an offensive <laughs> nipple is I'm not gonna say it but uh your nipple is so non-offensive it's very sweet it's true it's a cherub it's gentle it's a cherub <laughs> um this show is sponsored by better help Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up, and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. 
Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily, I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids. Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Guys, I've been zenning out in the Mexican jungle. Ooh. The past two weeks of the intros we recorded in advance, and uh, and this this is the first recording that we've done since I've gotten back. Man, okay, so there's a lot of shout outs I want to, you should know about these people. Um, we stayed, my friend Ashley and her partner, Brittany, run this uh, retreat business. Uh, shit, she's going to kill me. I should have just asked her what she wanted me to say. But it's like a yoga retreat thing. Uh, retreats, they do retreats. Bliss Camp Retreats, uh, I think is the website. You can look it up. Um, they have really good ones. They're going to Bali in, j- in January for New Year's. Yeah, and they're doing a surfing retreat. That's nice. And mama knows how to surf now. Anyway, we went. I went to the seven-day yoga retreat. in Sal- It was right outside of this town, Sayulita, in Mexico. Oh, some, someone picked up an accent. No. <laughs> anyway, I was at Haramara. <laughs> no, that's like you can't. You can't make that, that. one sound Hebrew. Sound uh, Hebrew. No. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed at this. We stayed at this place called Haramara Retreat, and it was. Wait, what? It's just Haramara. Funny. Haramara. I think I'm saying it wrong. Just fucking look it up, and then mm-hmm. Google will be like, "Did you mean not what the dum dum said?" And you'll be like, "Yeah." Um, no electricity in our room, mm-hmm. so this place was on a cliff. Overlooking the ocean, this whole retreat, the whole ground. Is that if you just want to end it all? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> going to other countries, they trust the people to not yeah. kill themselves way more than anywhere in America, right. except for the City Museum in St. Louis. Well, I think when you are distracted by by other things going wrong, you forget to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many opportunities to die in this mm-hmm. retreat. No one took them because yeah. yoga, you know, if you're gonna kill yourself, there shit's really going bad. And right. in that case, right, I get it. Yeah. But um, but so we stayed in these cabanas, and Melissa, uh, me, Melissa, and Stephanie, who's one of my really close friends, um, and it was this, there, there was a fourth person in this cabin that we had. Did they like less? Well, yeah, because <laughs> Dario was supposed to come, oh. and she couldn't. She had to reschedule. She had to not. She didn't come. And um, this is my other close friend. So it was this uh, this woman? I felt bad. Ever because we have so many inside jokes between the three of us that <laughs> and just sometimes we're talking and we're so obnoxious but we don't like when other people are obnoxious around us we're like those kind of friends well the sound of other people laughing on a joke that you don't understand it's is irritating. the worst sound. i'd rather hear yes. i'd rather hear i was gonna say a deer being shot but i actually don't no. know if I, I actually don't know if i believe that but you know do they i mean you just hear a gunshot you deers don't go ah Right? I don't. I mean, I'm, they surely oh, need some not. sound. Do you know lobsters scream when you boil them? Yeah, I, I anyway. actually, I'm adding. I, there, the list of things I can't eat. Just, <laughs> it just goes on and on. So there is no electricity, <laughs> no Wi-Fi. This place is 
fucking gorgeous. You have to hike to get in the cabana that we stayed. All the like the activities and stuff to do, you have to like hike up. The cabanas are all kind of spread out, so mm-hmm. some some of the people got lucky and they were right up top on the mountains. So they didn't have to fucking, you know, hike for an hour in the morning. But uh, it was really. I deleted all my social media apps just in case I did get a flicker of Wi Fi. I wouldn't go on them, and you really realize how often you look at things. And I know comedians use social media as a tool, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe we're more involved in it than most people. I don't a know. A tool to look at who's doing better than them in the business. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and who uh, who are Max is dating, and the guys I fucked, I can stalk them. I mean, that's a great it's Ugh, tools for a lot of yeah. things, but one of them is a business tool. And I, th- it made me realize how often I will look at an object or see something, anything that could possibly be uh, perceived as funny, and I'll go to reach for my phone mm-hmm. to put an Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop doing that and like mm-hmm. live in the moment. So it was, um, and I brought, you know. I brought my vibrator on the road with me because we had the Winnipeg gig. So I went from negative 130 or negative 130. <gasps> That's what I forgot. What? Your, your clothes. Oh. Shit. I was okay. like, my vibrator? No. I okay. hope I didn't give that to you. Um, we went going from negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit to like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. It's like, woo, crazy. But yeah, we did a lot of shit. It was amazing. We, I learned how to surf. Mm-hmm. I caught waves. I caught like I stood up on the board. I, I'm a surfer now. I don't. How did you? I mean, I was I was so crazy. They gave me a the thing is there there girl board. Um, yeah, it was very is, thick and yeah, wide. I was surprised, but then I was like, I'm thinking about oh, I learned how to ski in two days. So like yeah, okay. I, and I'm a book. I, yeah. I know this isn't equate the but, but I crush at boogie boarding. I crush. Oh, at okay, boogie boarding. so you're just I, good I, at like love, the water balancing. I, yeah, I can understand like when you want to yeah. paddle. Yeah, and I stood up on the fucking thing, and it man, oh the ocean humbles you because I fell on my ass and I fell. There's Oof, so many times I yeah. went underwater, my board went up. I went to go up. From underwater and I the board was right on top of my mm. head, which is my biggest fear that I was gonna just drown. Mm-hmm. Even though just swim four inches to the right. Was the anyone watching you? Yeah, there were there were instructors, but I was getting a little stubborn because I kept fucking up and I was getting mad at myself. So I was yeah. like, Don't no one look at me. And then that's how I learned how to surf. Um but yeah. Uh <laughs> sounds it, peaceful. Yeah, it was very zen. And that was amazing. I just kept like surprising myself. Um, learn how to surf. I I we horseback, we rode horses through the jungle. Melissa and I and the guy let me gallop on them which because I can gallop on a horse my mom my mom raised horses and the horses equestrian shit is in our family Mm -hmm. Um, and I love horses and that was really fucking fun and um, uh, what else did I do oh we did a a Temezcal um, ceremony so we all these chicks all of us we got into this this clay it looked like an igloo made out of clay and there was Ooh. openings in it, but they covered them with these thick blankets. Uh-huh. And this this guy, and I'm I'm not gonna say any of the terms because they're gonna be wrong, but this this guy led the ceremony and basically there's four rounds and there's all these hot stones that this one dude prepares and he fucking lights them on fire for a couple hours before we get there. And then we get, we're, so we're sitting on the dirt in this teepee or this igloo that's made out of clay and there's this fire pit in the middle and there's all these hot rocks and he uh, the guy pours water and something something medicinal a uh, liquid over it kind of like when you're in the sauna and it uh, um, elicits steam uh-huh. and you pour it on the hot rocks mm-hmm. and uh and i was like man I'm, i looked at melissa and i was like i don't think i'm gonna last in this because i did hot yoga once and the teacher 
in the middle of the class I almost passed out the teacher was like this is not for you and I was like wow <laughs> that's harsh asshole but okay you're right so I didn't think I was gonna make it but then I did and you you are so you're sweating from every inch of your body it is so hot we're in bathing suits sitting in dirt Ooh. in this in this thing and they they close the opening of this Ooh, I would panic. type thing mm-hmm. yeah it was a little claustrophobic but it's crazy if you really get your mind straight you can fucking power through it mm-hmm. and we were t- we, he was reading excerpts and he was talking about how fear is the anticipation of pain just mm-hmm. all these great gems mm-hmm. um and uh, great gems have were dropping all fucking week we did yoga twice a day i slept through most of the morning classes but that's fine um and it was really nice um and it may i was alone with my thoughts for the first time in a very long time because at night i went to bed at a normal person hour instead of 4 a.m i went to bed at 11 PM. 11 i know Whoa. and i woke up at nine so the mexican Sometime, 11 or it <laughs> was the time difference there uh now no it's more than an hour i don't know i don't i don't know <laughs> okay it's, it would have been earlier i would have guessed oh who knows wow i woke up early which is a huge yeah thing for me um but the roommate that fourth girl she apparent one of the mornings i wasn't nice because i was really tired and then i took a nap on the hammock and she went to wake me up because we all had to go to the yoga class and she i saw her to the corner of her eye she looked into the hammock saw me sleeping and like like jutted back as if someone was gonna hit her because she was so terrified of me oh, when i'm tired no. and i was like i gotta change um yeah i do like to remain quiet in the mornings <laughs> Yeah, around uh, you. Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> I'm a monster, man. No, around you. I was like, yeah, well, it's yeah. you know, just less is more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was realizing how important, and I know a lot of people resonated with the conversation we had with Justin Silver and those the meetings that mm-hmm. we talked about and stuff. Um, how important safety is for me to feel safe. Oh. And when I'm with men, I was thinking a lot about men. The, mm-hmm. the men that I'm fucking currently, I, the one in particular I had been thinking a lot of on this trip and I was so upset with myself. I'm like, why are you, why are you thinking about him? Why are you like, like thinking like good thoughts or like you wanted to be thought. with him? Yeah, or? I just missed, it, wanted him to reach out to me, wanted him to, I don't okay. know. It just, but I, it was an anxiety feel. Like when you think about a person, you're like, I don't think they like me as much as I like them. Mm-hmm. That kind of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Ki- kind of, even though I don't think that's the, I don't who knows. But, um, but I was so disappointed in myself that I was just thinking about guys. Um, but then I realized like men a lot of times are where I find my safety mm-hmm. and I need to figure out how to feel safe by myself. And I think it's possible. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, but the I, safety I feel when I'm in the arms of a man I love is yeah. unparalleled to anything. Um, but I'm pretty sure I can get that on my own. I hope that would suck if I can't. But well, whatever. but I also think that I mean, if we're uh, you, this is where sometimes feminism gets in the way a little bit of just like science and, and nature and how things the you know the the world kind of works, and that's what I'm dealing with now. I mean, that is a traditional male or masculine energy role. So obviously, if mm. you're in a uh, you know like a lesbian relationship, one person is still bringing the masculine energy, even though they are female or whatever it is. Right. You, in, in any working relationship, one person is bringing a more masculine energy because some of my friends i'm more masculine around and some of my friends i'm more feminine around yeah because you meet the other person's energy and even in friendships a lot of times like tommy and i like tommy has a masculine energy but my uh, my energy is more masculine than his he told me (laughs) (laughs) and i you could see that because even if like we'll go someplace and then you like and someone needs to like get in an argument with a staff member it's gonna be it's gonna be me but like yeah but you around somebody like like justin silver like you're more feminine i like uh, certain people i'm more feminine around like men that i'm attracted to 
Oh yeah, I because guess, I'll yeah. naturally fall into that role. But uh, mm-hmm. again, it's only when I'm trying to like lure them in, which sounds so creepy. No, I mean, sounds like the witch in uh, Lauren <laughs> motherfuckers in is like my favorite pastime. Sounds like the witch in Hansel and Gretel. Like I'm just putting pussy crumbs <laughs> down. Come here, boys. Um, you just have a yeast infection and you just punch <laughs> your vaginas. <laughs> sorry, sorry if you're eating. Slash, I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, you should oh, know by gross. now not to eat during this podcast. Yeah, come on. Well, uh, yeah, but then I, but then I'll, but then I, like, eventually I'll, I'll, I'll change and go back to my male energy, which is my more comfortable energy. Oh, with that person that you were once feminine. Yeah, that's the problem. With? I'm trying to fix. Oh. I need someone who I don't, uh, I don't go back to that. Man, can't you just not have one of those energies and just be you? Or is that uh, not a thing? Are we always? Are yeah, we always? Yeah, because well, uh, you, emitting? you naturally are. Yeah. But you, just, you yeah. I'm thinking about it excessively right now because I'm trying to change stuff. Yeah. But you don't have, you don't have to be so hyper aware of it. Right. But like the safety thing, I mean, like yes, you should you shouldn't feel like unsafe on your own. Yeah. But, and I don't I don't feel unsafe. Yeah. But I want to feel that safety. But you know what? Because I look for that in a partner too. I mean, like yeah. I, I I feel safe on my own. But like when I find a partner, like some people make me feel safe and some people don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's it was an interesting. I think I I judge my I think the thought I judge myself and then that's that's it. But I really had time to marinate on a thought because mm-hmm. I know like you do things like think about things before you talk and you like <laughs> ruminate on like a subject or a, or an idea or something you want to say and you write things down. I don't take my time like that. So yeah, it was really nice. And then I also had conversations with Melissa about some of the guys that I have seen am seeing and and she's like, dude, can I just be honest with you about the guys that you've seen and uh, and. And she, and she said, was. She said, "Want, want." Yeah, but it was great. I was well, good. Such, it was such a good conversation because I was like, "You think?" First of all, I would never get mad at her for mm-hmm. telling me that because, I, and I love that we have that honesty that mm-hmm. she, she could just tell me, like, "Yo, if someone I'm dating is whack, I want her to tell me. I want her to tell me because I trust mm-hmm. her opinion. She's always been right." Um, and yeah, I don't know. That was a fun car. I just had so much fun in this retreat. It was really fucking great, and I felt I missed New York so badly. But uh, I feel really, really good. If you're looking for a, a remote uh, resort that's truly impeccable service, this website does not do it justice. I wrote that on the comment card. Hiramara Retreat and then Bliss Camp Retreats. Uh, my friend Ashley has a lot of great shit mm. planned. How are you? I am great. I'm, I was so tired when I showed up that I could barely put words together because I get like drunk when I'm tired and I'm still tired, but I'm tired for a good reason. I'm also uh, semi-crippled my... Uh, calves really are not working and my feet are excessively damaged because you was fucking all day all night no what I, no, I okay what sex would hurt my calves um uh, you'd be surprised i would have to be squatting and like taking yes. a dick from a frog position which is that's exactly what i did the other night what? i was going to say that yeah but when the guy's would- laying down and you do this and you go like that, oh like you're talking about on the bed i was like yeah. why would i want to do that oh yeah. I, I don't i don't put my feet down i put my knees down when i do that position oh i put I my ho- feet down because i want to hold myself uh with i want to use my thigh energy not oh, my calf energy that. i gotta try that my thighs are my thighs are very powerful yeah yeah and also just i, I mean like I, it looks like too much like you're shitting if you're standing on your feet in that position for it me. It does, and it's easier to fart. Yeah. So wait, why are your calves? Okay, hurting? so well, it's been. Oh gosh, I don't even know where to start the story or how much I really want to talk about it because I don't. You know, it's not good to reveal uh, happiness on this podcast as we've learned. <laughs> um, 
and I will continue to do it, <laughs> even though it ru- it gets ruined. I don't care. Uh, well, I don't see. I don't know where we left it off because sometimes I talk about people and I can't remember if I just like told you personally or if I said it on the podcast. Yeah, I I know you talked about sex that you had with a, a particular person, mm-hmm. and that was probably the last time that you guys. And did. it still remains being the last time. Okay, that was a person I was seeing before this. Uh, oh, I can. Oh, talk. you're seeing somebody new. I can talk about that. That's a kind of interesting. Yeah. So I. Oh, I didn't know. That. The great sex was uh, with someone. I was dating someone um, in an open marriage, which I haven't talked about before. Right. Um, if you've seen me do stand up recently, I do have a joke about it. So you've heard it. That's why I feel comfortable. I'm not going like, to disclose anything more than that. Um, but it was it, it was interesting. It was I, you know, I'm got a more traditional kind of person with my relationship structures. So for me to even be willing to date someone in an open marriage was a lot for me. Yeah. Um, but it was someone I had known for a long time. Well, it had a a short, short thing with uh, many years ago and uh, when he was with the same person. So I knew truly, I, I knew her. I knew the relationship truly was open because I usually wouldn't believe someone if they said that. But I knew that it was a structured, working, healthy, open relationship yeah. and, and an open marriage. Um, so... And and you know I love enthusiasm. So this person was just very into it, and he's and he's kind, and it's great, and I and I love the time that we spent together. And I knew going into it, and was very clear uh, verbally with him that there would definitely be a time limit on our relationship, and that the time limit was going to be pretty quick, like it wouldn't even last a year because. I just was how far is that going to go for you exactly and I said and I was very clear I was was like because this is I was like you're the one getting the most out of this yeah okay and I was like and it's and it's setting myself up for if I'm not careful disaster because you don't want to fall in love with someone in an open marriage but I I know me um I certainly wouldn't recommend it to most people I'm really good at compartmentalizing my feelings or going into something with the knowledge of like this can only be a companionship and sexuality it cannot be more than that you cannot fall in love with this person right uh because I you know speaking about safety I'm really good at protecting my own safety um for the most part emotionally physically etc so I was I was really good about I did not fall in love with him I I care very deeply for him. I did not fall in love with him at any point. Um, but he, but he, uh, it, it just got, it just got to be a lot. And, and, uh, and to the point where I felt like it was just not, it wasn't healthy anymore. And it was, and it was my inkling. And then as soon as I stopped it, I was like, I was absolutely right because mm, I felt like, felt better. and I think it's a, just a good lesson in as soon as you kind of feel like something is toxic, get rid of, get out of that sooner rather than later, because it's also going to prevent you from re- resenting a good person. That's a good point. <clears throat> Cause it, it, you're saving yourself a lot of time and, and hurt. And like the, like the, sometimes I stay with people so long that I'll just resent them or I'll mm. feel angry and it'll be really hard me for me too. to be around them um, yeah well because sometimes you want to hold on to the fact that and i think it's more of me thing but like uh, if maybe you're wrong mm-hmm. they're not toxic maybe your gut's wrong this that's is what i hold on to. but this is something i learned because like you can think that something is not working or that the uh fire has run out of a relationship and be wrong about that but in my uh, like my mind's archive uh, i've never felt toxicity starting and then had it ebb once you feel that initial tang of of toxic, which is a very specific feeling in your and that gut, it, yeah. and that is different from being bored, that is different from getting in an argument. Toxic is very specific. So once you feel the toxic, it's probably never going to go away. So just get out of it. Yeah. I think I think it's I think get out of it immediately. Because um, I mean that's happened to me many times before, 
And uh, you were never wrong. I was never wrong. And I always felt better, even if it was not immediately, I felt better. But getting out of this relationship, I actually felt better pretty much immediately. It's also easy to get out of a relationship that you're not in love with the person in, even though if you care for them very deeply. And we had like some of the most amazing trips I've ever taken um, in my adult life. Like I, we, we travel well together. Oh, it was just best really great. Traveling with somebody that you also have sex with. Super so hot, amazing sex. Like just great, great across the board. But uh, I also was using that at a time where like I wanted companionship, but I was not, I was still too in love with James to move on. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is an okay relationship for me right now because it gives me the comfort that I do need of a singular person because I didn't want to be fucking just anyone. Yeah. Um, so it gives me that safe, safety and security of one singular person with, uh, without the, like, the commitment or the... It's, it would also be unfair to enter a relationship and still be in love with James. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was not this relationship. Right. But yeah. The it, circumstances really aligned. Yeah. It just felt like it was just, it was just getting too much. And I, this is, per, the other person is also like a little bit more relationshipy naturally than me. So I was getting some of the suffering, suffocating parts of a relationship that mm -hmm. aren't great for me. Um, and uh, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's over. And then someone else who I had gone on a date with uh like um, like a while ago like last like in summer 2018 do i know this person uh yeah it's the, it's the corn guy oh but i don't i, I he was like he's like stop calling me the corn guy <laughs> and i was like well you know that's only gonna make me want to say the corn guy more and i was like i know you're more and corn than the that. band you guys corn i know the band. yeah like he's not like a corn farmer yeah, he's not like a <laughs> You know, oh, like, that's the corn guy on the corn can. Like, you know, I know he's more than that, but it's like, I can't, I don't, I can't give away any more information. He's like, you can say my name. And I was like, no, 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 I can't. You don't understand. No, yeah. You don't no, understand. You the don't get it, buddy. You don't understand. Corn guy, you podcast. have no idea. Um, so whatever. I'll just, I have to make up a name. Um, he's in the band. Not currently. But oh, I, it was. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, when you described you, the time you did go on a date with him and I was like, that sounds nice. It was so nice. But well, number one. He had framed it as like it was we, we made the uh, uh, the uh, the plans that day um, in the summer. And so it was kind of like on a whim, which is actually great for me because then I don't have time to think about it, to get yeah. nervous, to talk myself out about it. Mm -hmm. Because for someone like myself who is so self-confident, um, it is amazing how cripplingly like scared I get to go on, on dates. And it's not that I'm scared that people won't like me. I don't have that fear. Because I mean, like they very well might not like me, but I don't. I just don't care. Right. Um, it doesn't penetrate you at yeah. all. Yeah. I look how I look. So that's whatever. I feel like my pictures are super accurate. So like if you didn't like my face in the photos, you're not going to like it in person, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so I don't really know what it is. I mean, I, I truly am. I Do think you get murdered? I'm just like scared of opening myself up to other people because I don't oh. trust other people with myself. Like I have taken such good care of myself. And then yeah. once you and to then to get Allow in a relationship, your, yeah. you have to be vulnerable and just anytime I let someone, like other people make me worse. I know most people say other people make them better. Other people make me worse. And it's, and, and people have doubted that, um, that, uh, that notion. And I've said it, expressed it so many times and people are like, no man is an island. And I was like, yo, I'm a fully functioning island. Yeah. You got I running really water, electricity. Am. And anytime I've let anyone onto my island, it's made the island worse. It. Just yeah. poops on the island. The, poop on it. Yeah. The real estate on the island has gone down Yeah, and it's disappointing and disheartening and scary. And you're like, is, is it even worth it? But like my therapist has really been 
And this is not why I went to therapy at all. Relationships are the a reason most people go to therapy. You have a healthy grasp on was relationships. Was not even on the list of reasons I went, but because she's like a relationship leaning th- uh, therapist, she was like, I think this will be, it will be good for you to be in a relationship right now. And I, um, and I was like, you know what? Okay, because my thoughts on being in therapy for the first time and the reason I entered it was like, I've done a really great job with myself up until now, but I feel like I, do, I could, uh, tighten up on in some areas and so I promised myself that whatever she told me to do within reason I was going to do so even things I don't want to do I did so like she made me set up a hinge profile um I did that the first day was sucked and then the second God day almighty. was great okay uh, I love that app I want to give it a shout out so much better than tinder tinder fucking sucks I never went on tinder Tinder's awful. except for curiosity once yeah. yeah I've heard too many bad things hinge is really hinge cool I got and and honestly people had better occupations than on Raya oh really yeah and oh shit I gotta go back and so I went one. on I already went on one date from there and have set up a bunch of other dates but it was kind of like uh, what, what can we call corn guy? That's not corn guy. Mus- mu- professional um, musician. Okay, I'll just call him a professional musician for now. Just call him Bob. Uh, no, that's gross. Uh, <laughs> so PM, I'll call him PM for now, and then I'll think of something. It's also funny because you know I have a hard no musicians rule. I know. And then, hey, dating a musician. I mean, yeah. And I was thinking like, okay, so my pussy like a guitar. Why is that? Like, why will I date a comedian, not a musician? They both uh, are gonna fuck you over. <laughs> Yeah, there's no, and you can't, gr- I mean, you can stereotype certain things, but that, yeah, there's a lot of great musicians out there. Um, and I, so these are the concepts I was thinking about. So number one, like being scared, I always have to remember like, hey, Corinne, like you're you and you get scared to go on dates. So other people get scared to go on dates too. And just because someone is like, uh, has a fucking badass job and has hung around with celebrities and, you know, has, you know, been followed by the paparazzi, that doesn't mean that they're not going to get someone who's going to be scared to go on a date too. So like it totally was a date in the summer, but I'm guessing he said it wasn't because it takes the pressure off him as well yeah because getting to know him more i'm like oh you're someone who gets you get nervous too and like you're like gentle and scared and like i forget that that people can have all these qualities number one i think a lot of times women forget men can have these qualities yeah and uh certainly i think we put and like, it's vulnerability, I think, is yeah. the thing that both men and women risk, and that's the fear. Yeah, vulnerability. But I think also, like, if you're like a badass, like rocker, like you, you're like, oh, that's like a kind of person who like just slings his dick around and doesn't get scared. But like, you do. Everyone gets scared, yeah. and every and every musician is not a dirt bag. Uh, it's true, even though well, some of them you are. Know, some of them are. Um, and so, right there. Yeah. and so then uh, a couple days ago. We, we've we've talked ever since and I like almost not every day but like we have talked every week still since that initial date even though we had not seen each other um which is that's special that's rare yeah and it's weird and it was totally initiated by him and I and I because I'm really just bad at keeping in contact um but he, he always reached out and he's really interesting to talk to I loved someone who can is good at texting so it's like having like a pen pal but on text and he um and and then on Monday, kind of like out of the blue, he's like, where are you? I have something for you. And I'm, this is months and months of not having of seen. Of just texting. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, like a couple things like were like mildly sexual, but still I'm like, oh, I guess we're just friends. And like, I'm totally fine. This is someone who is so quality that I would be happy. And you know, I hate taking on friends. Right. You really do. Especially male ones. Because I have PM. so many male friends already. <laughs> I would take on a, uh, I would take on a female friend. <laughs> 
Um, oh, you gonna get DMs? And he, yeah, and and so that's what, that's why I just like kept talking to him. And so on Monday he like showed up. I had a show at the stand, um, which is like floating right now. And he shows up with like he has like a three D printer, and he made these three D printer. Yeah, he made oh, these wait. things yeah, for me. That were it's such a specific gift because I think most girls would be like, "What the fuck is this?" But I loved it so much. They were like number one things like you could stab people with in self defense, but like also like made out of my initials. I can't even explain it, and there's no use into it. But I like really loved it so much. I I'm a fucking sucker for a thoughtful gift for a homemade gift. Oh my god, my art my my apartment is covered with art that friends have made for me, and I love it. Like there's a painting that Tommy made me in my bedroom, and I love it. It makes me so happy every time. I, I just love homemade art. Um. Or homemade things, or or I mean, like even Frank one time made me like a coupon booklet for uh, relationship stuff, and it was crazy. And so uh, he gave me these the, the gifts uh, at my show, and of course. It was again great because I would have never allowed someone to show up at my show. Like I wouldn't I was have gonna given, say I would not have given them the fucking address. I'm crazy about that yeah. shit, you know. Uh, you know, like Dan Byrne came to a show once, and I was like, no. <laughs> oh, that's right. No. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but he had was already like on his way. Did he see you do stand up, or did he come after you to stand up? No, he was already on it. There was a great level of trust that I put in here. So he was already on his way, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not so cruel that I would like let someone just wander around the streets and not tell them where I was. Yeah. Um, and so I give them the address, and I was like hoping that I would get up, but they were the sand was running really late that night. So he showed up, and I still hadn't gone. But I was like, you have to. It, thank God, it's a, it's a. The, the, the club they're working out, out of right now is Rockwood Music Hall so you have to go downstairs and it was truly two capacity so I was like good there's no room you, you, can't, go upstairs. Go, you can't go down there yeah. you know uh, he was like are you nervous to perform in front of me I was like yes yeah uh, dude yes I am performing in front of a guy you like or even like it just I, nope. no for me nope. the reason I was extra nervous and Dan Byrne this included is because these people are so good at what they do yeah like if it was some yeah. fucking open micer I don't really give a shit because I'm True. still gonna be better yeah. than you but like when you're even though he's not a comedian like when you're really good at your art like really good you're like okay and, you and know, we know how it's yeah. pussy drying it is to watch somebody oh, do their art gosh. and be bad at it. If and you're also, bad at your art, even if you're learning, I get it. I don't want to fuck you. And it's also like it was a Monday. It was it, it, it was a show I notoriously bomb on because you're on with. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I bomb on that show, but I don't. You should literally. You should not even. <laughs> shouldn't even do it. <laughs> but. I was just like this is it, it's a Monday and I mean, people think every show is equal every show is not equal that's why when I don't promote a comedy show and you guys show up I'm like didn't want you here like you know <laughs> yeah. because it's like I didn't want you at the show because I don't want you guys also listening to the podcast if you're a fan I don't want you to then come see me do stand-up something that I am good at uh but I'm not good at it every night and right. I'm, and every night I'm not trying to be good at it sometimes I'm just trying to work things out yeah and, yeah and I know in my head I'm like oh, well this you're is, molding the pot it's not this finished. pedophilia bit won't work tonight but it'll I work still love that bit some I think it's nights a great bit. oh it has legs I just have to figure out where the, the owner of rumors loved it yeah there's there people it's always like like a lot like a sprinkling of people like it but you have to get most people to like it but again it's a hard topic to talk about anyway this has nothing to do with that. Um, so he gives you gifts And so I think he came down He snuck down at one point but it, Which was fine Because I couldn't see anyway And honestly like you, If you sneak in it's okay yeah. But again like I'm better than that And it's even weird to talk about it Because I think he's been listening To the podcast Yeah see, So it's, I feel a weird uncomfortable thing. I know uh, But 
it, then I'm also like, well, it's really nice because this is the first person that's ever even like made an effort to listen to the podcast. And again, at this point, really? when he shows up at the stand, I still don't even know. I think we're just friends. I don't really know. I'm also was fucked up in my head because of the past people he's dated were oh, yeah. like, just like, <laughs> fit. did you feel Emasculated, well, Corinne? like famous or and also like just really hot to a point yeah, where no, I hear you, but it's a point where it was actually it was it's so hot that it made me feel more comfortable because I was like, well, obviously, if you are interested in me romantically, it's for you. Yeah, that's not what I'm bringing to the table. Well, and you're right. trying something new because I so oh my God, he just texted me. That's so weird. So I think that he like so I'm like, yeah, this is what. I'm just I'm just bringing something different to the table, right? And I'm com- completely comfortable with that. Yeah. I think I have a really uh, like uh, functioning and accurate view of how attractive I am. I think so too. So I'm like, what if I was like, Corinne, you really actually and that, don't? Yeah, and so I'm like, <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I'm still like wondering. I'm like, well, this was nice, but then like the vibe, like, and just like things. I'm like, I can't, I couldn't tell because something with that would happen that would make me think like it was. He wanted it to be more And then something would happen And I was like Okay maybe he doesn't oh, And that, I know people listening Are probably like Well you should make the first move No I can't That's a, a Therapist orders I cannot be making the first move Because again it's masculine I need a masculine energy And I know personally I really need that for me And I think it's part of the reason That uh, some of my other relationships Haven't been working yeah. That being said I realize I always wait until someone is interested in me Except for James I was really interested in James And then he just Organically was also interested in me And reached out pretty much immediately So that just worked out But in the past I always wait for someone To like hit on me And then I'm like Oh I do like that person Instead of me in my head Being like This is exactly the kind of person I fucking want right. um, And this is what I'm gonna get So then when I was on Raya and everyone's trash and everyone sucked and no one was even like any had anything that I that I wanted. They weren't offering me anything I was interested in. When I saw PM, professional musician, yeah. I saw PM, I was like, this. I like probably guessed. I was like, yes, this yeah. is what I'm looking for. When you for. told me about him, I was like, oh. Yes. Are you like dark hair, yeah. facial hair, tattoos, Corn? cool doing cool shit. Like yeah. this is Well, it didn't say it didn't even say that in the profile. That's right. thing I learned later. And that's I like that. Don't, I just because if you lead with that, it's mm-hmm. like eh. actually I might have swiped no because I don't want to be yeah. like dating people like for like fame or like anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. People, yeah, when you, when pr- people lead with the thing, it's like yeah, be cool about. There it. There was Come someone on. from Maroon Five on, and I was like, no, uh, please, yeah. can you imagine the behavior? No, uh, thank you. No, I'm good. So yeah, I'm, I'm still just I like, wouldn't try. <laughs> I'm still just, just like confused. Uh, and then he, he goes home And then we're texting all night And it was really oh, fun we, got, oh. we had a mutual friend Well because it was just like Really late And he had to catch a train That he would like If he missed it Like there was no Because he doesn't live In Manhattan proper oh, okay So it was like You gotta catch this train This wow, is the so last he train came in. Oh my god Yeah or you're fucked um, And so we went home We kept talking And then a couple days later We had been Kept talking all week Like all week Like to the point where I was staying up until 7 in the morning Not getting sleep Because we were talking All through the night Wow And there's only a couple people That I've ever done that with And I don't know I just I, I, I really like or Like that on the phone. Like talking all night Texting Yeah yeah I don't ever talk on the phone Yeah um, And uh, 
Then on Saturday, he now was you're married. No, he, yeah, we're married, actually. No, and then Saturday, he came into the city um, kind of like, again, on a whim, like very last minute. But again, that's great for me. Yeah, because I was supposed to do all these shows. Things got ended up getting canceled and I was home and I wanted to watch 101 Dalmatians with Alfred. The animated that, one? Uh, I wanted the animated one. They didn't have it on Netflix. Oh, so I tried the, the real action. one. Yeah, yeah. And Glenn Close is pretty good in it. No, I mean, the problem was it was too much excitement for Alfred because all it's a lot of dogs like because he recognizes cartoon dogs, but he he gets more excited about real dogs and so i think cartoon level dog would have been the perfect amount for him yeah yeah yeah. but he literally was like having a panic attack he was so excited about the real dog so i was like we can't i mean he was oh. just barking at the top of his lungs i was like i can't i mean we, the neighbors are gonna kill me they, yeah. i can't do this for an hour and a half so i was like well that my that hot plan was foiled um and so he was like oh, i'm gonna come to the, he's like i'm coming into the city he's like i just have like i you know because like you know like, weird night out spontaneous you just like like i have to get out of this my apartment i'm going in now and I was like, okay. Yeah. And he was like, if you know, if you want to meet up later, let me know. Which to me kind of sounded like, okay, like, do you yeah, want maybe, to meet up? Right, right. You like, want somebody like, to be like, I would love to see you tonight. Let, like, well, just let me know because I, I, well, I also need to know how a hat do I need to look. Yeah. So I still was not fucking sure. And I was like, okay, well, it seems like if I wait a little bit, I'll just meet up and like, it'll happen and it won't be too desperate. I also don't want to come off as too desperate, you know, because that's not attractive. Um, you... Ne- you Never come across as desperate. I know my problem. I don't think you are capable of it. If anything, I think my problem has been I've been I've been too cool about things, and then people don't realize. But just know, even if you feel desperate, it doesn't read like that. That's good to know. It just does not read like that. Because I don't want to. Also, I don't want to be like too cool for school, but I want to be like, please love me. But I don't feel like that anyway. Hold me, poor (laughs) man. Hold me. Like I'm okay. I was just excited because I was. I'm like not often genuinely interested in people. And so we met up and I did, still didn't know how to look. So I was like, I look good, but like they didn't try too hard. And yeah, I had a yeah. huge fucking like zit. And I was Ugh, like, this love is that very hard to cover. I don't yeah. even know what to do with that. Although the last time I went on the date with the open marriage guy, the first date we went on, I had a huge zit and I still nailed it. So I was like, hmm, maybe this is serendipity. Yes, my personality is beyond pimples. <laughs> and so we met up down like downtown at like 7th and avenue a at niagara oh and because he's like you he he's lived in new york before sunshine laundromat (laughs) yeah yeah the speakeasy pinball oh yeah yeah i do like playing games sick date place and i've impressed many amends i usually go to barcade let's go to this laundromat and they're like what (laughs) i'm like just right this way and they're Uh. like oh whoa (laughs) yeah barcade's a good one too because i'm not i'm good at video games i'm not super good at pinball i kind of don't understand it (laughs) i'm like just don't don't let the ball drop is that yeah yeah and you get three rounds yeah whatever so I'll teach you one day. we meet up. It's like one thirty in the morning by the time we, we meet up. Oh, that's fun. Which again feels so comfortable as a comic. Yeah. So it's nice t- for to have someone else in your life who's like, this is normal. Because yeah. can you imagine if you told someone who like works at a desk job, meet me at one thirty in the morning. Yeah, they'd be like, my ass. Yeah, it just felt very comfortable. And we met up and he was like, looks really super good. And we went into Niagara. Yeah, he's always hot, but he's like exceptionally hot. And then Dane hot people. We meet up and I'm like, we go into Niagara and I'm like, this is everyone in here is 22. We're going to hate this. And in my my head, I'm like, I hope he hates this too, because if he likes this, then I'm actually worried about like, then I'm going to think, then I'm like, am I your wing woman to pick up some 22 year old? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, 
And so we just end up walking and like like our first date where we walked from the 9-11 memorial to oh. Murray Hill. Oh, we just so start romantic. walking and we stopped a couple places along the way, but not really. Um, we stopped at like a, a hotel bar, but he doesn't drink. So it's just me drinking alone, which is fine. I actually thought I would not be comfortable with that. I'm actually it's actually loved, really fun. Love Steven didn't drink. Obviously, really I, fun. I liked that a lot because he and yeah. he also wasn't like he's like, you drink all you want. I don't give a shit. Well, because I'm wound so fucking tightly that I need a drink. Right. Yeah. Um. Because I'm just Especially lately With yeah. like career shit And so I need a drink And like one drink Will take me to regular And I only need, Like by three I'm fine And if yeah. no one is And if no one is like Competing with me to drink I'm not gonna get trashed Right Because it's only in that element Like in a gay club Where I'm gonna go Fucking crazy Shot for shot Because I do Because the party girl Is still in me And like does come out From time to time Fish your party in <laughs> I mean wow It really is <laughs> And so and we're talking And he's just so interesting And there's a lot of great stories um, And he's like A good amount older than me which again like I'm like uh, is this okay like I like older guys but but then I'm like oh I, I don't there's not really anything I'm in a rush to do so it doesn't doesn't really matter he yeah doesn't need to ch- chase after a toddler or anything right, like, I don't right. fucking care he's not gonna be in a wheelchair at his son's graduation yeah I just don't it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter to me um uh so we're so we're walking and walking and we just keep walking and we end up walking literally all night like from 1 30 in the morning to I think we got back at my to my apartment at like eight in the morning. Whoa! We walked 140 blocks. That's why I'm Whoa. crippled because I had gone to Soul Cycle that morning and then I walked 140 hey, blocks. That's better than sex in heels. Wow! <laughs> Not high heels, but they were like boots with a heel because I kind of knew that we were gonna walk a little bit just because I'm like mm, this is, seems to be your mo and I'm not against it. I oh, love I love I a, love a New, York walk walk. New York I love a oh, New York. Oh, New York walks are so fun. And it's just so many things like it reminded me how special New York City is because this is kind of the only city that you can do that in. True. And there's only been a couple. There's uh, there's a handful of nights in New York City that I can describe as truly magical mm-hmm. and live up to that like cinematic standard that I'm always looking for in life and and that. Dis- that causes me such great disappointment and pain always and um the other night actually was with a musician too where i had such a special night but that that was non that never led to anything because it just it couldn't um but it was still magical nonetheless and uh and then and then, and then so he comes out and he had like pee or something so i was like come in like you don't you can come in my apartment like yeah. it's totally fine uh, i was just like my dog's just gonna bark at eight you eight hours walking yeah um and uh, so he came. He came in, and then it just like hours passed, and like taking off his coat and his shoes. I'm like, oh, you're just fucking staying, which was totally fine with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, good. I was like, these are moves that you're making. Honestly, just let me know with like what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, it's like it was like a ele- like almost eleven in the morning. I was literally had to go see Aladdin, the Aladdin matinee on Broadway with, with Joyelle Johnson because our friend from high school was in it and it was closing. And we had made these plans ages ago. Oh my god! And so I was like lying down with Alfred, and I was deliriously tired at this point. I mean, I looked like trash, and you'd been walking all night. It had gotten to the point where I looked in the mirror and I was like, "You don't look good," and it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. What are you gonna do? Like, yeah. what are you gonna do at this point? This is your fucking face, uh, and. And then so he finally kissed me And I was like Thank wow. God Now I was like I just needed to know Because I was like are we, I don't know what the, Are we like The coolest friends Is this the cool friends club like, Right what are the, we the doing The walking club We go on walk Because at a certain point You just need to know 
like I think people are like, why didn't we didn't need to define this? It's like you need to define it because your behavior is different. Like like if even like a friendship, like say I was bisexual and I walk in with Christina and we hang out all the time. Like right. I need to know, am I bringing my fuck energy? Right. Absolutely. Like what are the friend? boundaries? What are the edges? What do these edges look like? Yeah. Where how far is it going to go? Absolutely. That's also how you can what are stop we doing? Inappropriate behavior and also like I don't I don't want to make a move or act in a way that's going to make someone feel uncomfortable who's not interested in me because that will then ruin the friendship. Right. And to me, I'm like, this is not worth me ruining a friendship because I'm totally fine if it's just a friendship, but I just need to know. And also I need to know to then be like, get that out of my head and yeah. then go on hinge dates with these other people and right. be excited about that. You need to manage your expectations appropriately. Yeah. So I just needed to know and I was like, finally, we had a thing. He's like, so he kissed you and you're like, oh. Well, I just like, <laughs> yes, thank God. A yeah. signal. I was not even thinking about the moment. I was just like, that signal. Because he had like touched my ass earlier but in but a, like, everyone touches in your a ass. playful way and yeah, exactly everyone touches everyone my ass everyone touches your ass friends always touch my ass strangers touch your ass strangers touch my ass yeah that's not um, an exclusive move unfortunately i kind of haven't had it like it was because at one point when we were walking like <laughs> i accidentally i accidentally moved my hand in my italian jew talking and uh i had like a crazy ring on and i like no accident. i cut his hand with the ring and i was like uh. i hope that's not your guitar hand <laughs> Oh, um, corn, man. I hope you don't play it. Oh, God. And then I was like touching it because uh, I like re- really felt bad because it looked like it kind of hurt. And also, I mean, that was a vintage ring. So God knows what's on there. <laughs> um, clean, clean that out. AIDS. And, uh, Sorry, you got AIDS for my and ring. Then There's I, a card. And then he like, I like, he looked like he was kind of like trying to like grasp my hand when I like to hold it then. But then I like freaked out and I was like, I don't want to like then hold your hand when you, that's not really what you meant. I'm just like really, I've never, I've never smooth. witnessed you. I'm not I've never witnessed you like that. I got to say, I'm, I, I, I don't know. So it's it, nice. It's a lot of panic going on. Well, just cause you're unsure. Yeah. And you don't know, you want to manage expectations. That's a human thing, but you particularly yeah. like to do that. Make sure you're on the right page and you right. didn't know. Yeah. And so I was like, kiss, and then we like, we made out a lot and it was great yeah. and oh and we're yeah it's just everything just was touches, was good no we didn't and i'm so happy good. that i didn't going slow is great because i wasn't gonna initiate i was really i'm really trying to play like the the female energy and 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 i because i also think it brings out the best in me because mm. i think the male energy brings out like a, a worse partner in me it's mm. also i think i see i understand what you're saying it's also easier when someone's considerably older than you to be the female energy because i need to really respect the person yeah uh and their ideas and so when someone's really talented and they've had a lot of success and that kind of stuff like i don't care it's not like oh i want to be around like this people because i want to be around like a success it's just no it's, but it makes they it really easy for me off. to respect you then. yeah and then it's no problem yeah um so that so that's yeah this is a long story and i i feel like it took longer to take because to tell because i feel uncomfortable telling it i know but it's good so it's good we're getting vulnerable corinne but you know whatever and i'm it's gonna get a lot of text message feedback <laughs> from you know who about this yeah so, that's a, uh, that's always the interesting part is but, like you know talking about it and then uh what i mean you, i the guys that i fuck listen and i wish they didn't yeah but i'm not gonna say don't He'll be like, wow. Because I'm also going to say yeah. what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I've I've made, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's a weird that's a weird thing that you and I specifically have. Maybe a few other people right. in this world. Yeah. But it's like talking about things. I don't want the person to get the impression that I'm doing the thing so I can talk about it. That is certainly not true. Yeah. And then it's like, but I don't want you to ever feel unsafe that I'm going to talk about something that's a, that's a violation of your privacy. And then it's like, 
ugh, there's so many layers. But and anyway, also sometimes I'm glad when you talk about things about on a show, it it could give the, it could make the other person like nervous or make them feel like, oh my god, this is the most important thing in the world. And <sighs> I know. And like I am like I'm everything in my life is riding on it, and it's not. But it's just really nice to be excited and yeah. to be excited about someone who is the kind of person that if I someone asked me like, who do you see yourself? dating like this is who i would pick for myself right and like you who, forget you can like write a list yeah of this is who the gets me person. this is who I, i'm like you know i'm like i am living a golf li- lifestyle over here baby yeah yeah this is i you need someone who's gonna walk in and see a coffin and be like dope i also have a coffin right 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 and maybe they don't say dope yeah they probably shouldn't say they probably don't say dope uh but yeah okay that's so fun that's that that's fun hope it's telling this publicly doesn't come back to bite me in the ass i'm really trying to, yeah trying. yeah no i think um I think that's good. I think I've never heard you that vulnerable talking about a guy. That's fun. That's good. I'm happy. <laughs> poor, poor our, gu- our guest for next week is just sitting here like, oh boy, I'm so glad I showed up for this story. But he's well, my friend, so it's fine. Speaking of guests. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a, this episode is say, a thrill. Can we just say, Whew, this episode it's one of the best conversations I've ever had, and I'm I'm still feel like I'm vibrating from this conversation that we had weeks ago. Yes, I've been recording and this. speaking of being like nervous and acting weird, I was oh, the most I'm, nervous for this episode ever, and I'm so yeah. fucking excited that we got this. It yes. turned out beyond my expectations, and I think yours too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I this woman is a saint shout out to my manager rick dorfman um thanks rick thank you so much for for making this happen um we're so excited our guest today she is she's an actress she's a comedian she's a writer she's an activist she's a cancer survivor she co-created and starred in uh the hit television show the nanny oh you might have heard God, of that you know it. please welcome the iconic fran drescher <laughs> That's why I was made for this. Bossing up, stacking money, getting paper shit. Hand in hand, it be my day ones that I came up with. And I promise I ain't never changed up on the cliff. Huh, shots for all my niggas, this around the life. I pray all my niggas stay around for life. I pray we all indulge in an astounding life. And if along the way the road get rocky, know I'm down the right. Now I'm finally understanding From the 337, I can't go back empty-handed Lord knows I love my city, those dick women Shit, they most the reason that the boy out here still sinning Took a couple L's out there, but trust me, I'm still winning Dipped out from the city, ain't go back for a real minute Out here risking it all and a little more Went from second-guessing myself to real sure, real quick Shit, let me take you on this field trip I ended with the niggas that I started in the field with I came to terms with L's that I ain't think I'd ever take All they did was help the kid levitate uh, No, whole shorty still got love for me I got exit states over still holding me down And tell me make sure that I hit the okay. line I, <laughs> I are... may need, oh, oh sorry go ahead. No, I was just thinking maybe you should bring me a little water Just in case I get drunk <laughs> yeah. Do you mind that the dog pants? No, no. I think it adds to uh, the spontaneity. Yeah, I like it. You always hear sirens when we record at my place. Oh my gosh, I love this dog. Oh, he's She's... the best boy. He bites a little bit. <laughs> we were warned, but <laughs> I'm just letting him, you know, come yeah. to me if thing. he wants. Yeah, Mama loves Thank Samson. You. Aww, Mama loves Samson. This dog should have been on his mother's tit for six months. <laughs> And probably after like ten, eight weeks, they started pulling him off. And oh, so he was taken away too soon? I think so. Is he attached to you? <laughs> <laughs> Need yeah. you ask. Yeah. 
Oh my god, he stares at you so longingly. Uh, we are here with Fran Drescher And you're chill as hell You're very funny So honored to be here Thank you Yes, thank we're you. very excited oh, I gotta man. take a picture of you in front of the Alex Katz Oh my yeah, gosh Yeah, I love all your, your girls artwork girls look great Oh really? Thanks yeah, yeah, Thank you Definitely I, um, I went to a tanning bed to get a base tan because I'm going to a tropical environment and I burnt myself. So I'm like wearing a bra. Like wow, n- you can knives. burn yourself. And you know what? You can catch HPV in those things. Oh, Not no. the kind that causes cancer, but definitely, uh, you know, the dermal stuff. Oh, okay. In a tanning yeah. bed? Yes. Fuck. That's, in fact, one of the most common places. Oh, you see? Are you serious? Uh, yes. I'm schooling you out I'm, I'm, I'm full of horrible facts <laughs> like this. Oh, you're going to get along Debbie Downer. really well yeah. then. I love this. Please tell everyone all the bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, why not just do the spray, uh, spray tan? Because does that give you, that doesn't give you a proper base, Well, right? you're asking the wrong one because okay. I, I don't do any of that stuff, but... Um, but what do you mean a proper base? So if I, I haven't been in the sun in a while, but going from no sun to tropical environment is, I've done that before and it, I burn really easily if I do that. But I've last time I went to Dominican Republic, I got a little bit of a base tan and I didn't burn the whole trip. Mm. I, who knows if that's scientifically accurate. But why are you basking in the sun? Or because I sit under an umbrella at all times. I probably would, but when I was in the Dominican Republic, I I was lathering every 20 minutes, like seven, SPF and I was on I had a hat and I still managed to like get alarmingly tan for how little I was directly exposed so that's why I was like kind of wow I, I, I was imagining you were like using like a four SPF like an oil or I something. usually do but yeah. now I stopped that because then that really that's you know and you gotta be careful with him. that stuff too because <laughs> <laughs> what can that do it may like uh, and it fucks up the ocean it has all kinds of chemicals in it and mm-hmm. if it's not zinc or titanium as the active ingredient then it's, it's really fake, not yeah worth doing but yeah I, I use a mixture of uh these jamaican uh creams that actually is all natural mm. oils not anything that actually you know just nature's natural kind of sun Sunblock, yeah. okay yeah it's probably way better yeah. and umbrellas <laughs> yeah I walk, that's... I walk with parasols sometimes oh really i yeah. love that i always wonder I'm who a does distance that walker Oh, yeah and i i'm not you know i mean i like to be outdoors but i try and not get sunburned so you have like a decorative parasol for screen, yes like it's asian looking wow yeah, it's very pretty That's somebody nice. gave it to me a long time ago and it was like mm, that would be good but you know i live a lot of the time in california where mm. it's sunny most of the time yeah mm-hmm. so i keep it in the car Oh yeah, that's nice. Well, and you look great. Sad. I mean, your skin is amazing. Mm, thank you. And I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like you should be just starting your own health and wellness podcast. Uh, yeah, and we can just be ever the <laughs> hell cream you sold, I'd buy it. <laughs> well, that's why I was asking about your equipment because my managers are always urging me to do something like that. Oh yeah, it's such an easy way to get your voice to everyone who has the internet. It's crazy. Yeah, just pick a topic that you could talk about for an hour a week and that no one has ever offered you the opportunity to talk about. Yeah. Like for me, I, I like I would be like, oh, aliens or yeah. conspiracy <laughs> theories. And you can just really go off. And even if no one listens, you feel it's very cathartic for you. <laughs> so it'll be great. I have a lot of outlet. I mean, I 
people do listen to me, so I don't. Have <laughs> yeah, that, I don't have that frustration. I yeah. talk about cancer schmancer a lot. Of, <laughs> Or whatever. But isn't there like a weird thing that you have that like, oh, I never, never. Yeah, like a quirky. Like a, like a you like, thing. you hoard something maybe. Yeah, you really love Kraft mac and cheese, but you know all the better recipe. I don't know. Something, <laughs> something niche. Yeah. No, I'm too busy to <laughs> focus. <laughs> She's like, I'm successful. I don't know uh, what you guys are talking about. What do you think I knit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't knit, but it would have been nice if I learned. So yeah. you don't, so you don't feel like the industry has ever um, boxed you in because that's like a common complaint from totally. very famous people. Absolutely, I mean, but you I'm like Fran Drescher. <laughs> you only think of one thing when you think of Fran Drescher, but you know, I make peace with it because I'm so diverse in other ways. I'm a writer, I'm a producer, I'm a director, I'm an author, I'm a founder of a of a nonprofit. You know, I'm a lobbyist in Washington. You know, like I'm, I have a lot of other things going on. So if, you know, as an actress, I end up playing like New York women of the wazoo, uh, going through different life experiences, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have to be Meryl Streep. Most people aren't, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm peaceful with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's nice. You wear a lot of hats. That's What's your favorite it. hat to wear right now? Um, you know, I'm dappling in stand-up right now. We heard. We, yeah. had, we heard a little uh, rumor about this. Wait. Yeah, I did a Showtime special called Women of a Certain Age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that went very well in Brooklyn. I mean, I was excited until I heard what the, they were calling it. Oh. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> Is that a, I, yeah. Welcome I guess to. That means I am one. <laughs> it's it, one thing that I found that was frustrating is when you are a female and you do stand up comedy and you you do a show, it'll be like the ladies late night a comic. Can you just say it's comics. <laughs> yeah, it's a group. Yeah, not yet, I guess. <laughs> but uh, that was something that I said. I hope someday we don't have to say women yeah. uh, comics, you know. But whatever. So I'm I'm definitely pushing the envelope in that direction and it's flying without a net and it's you know i mean very uh, invigorating but uh scary the instant gratification it's that but also instant oh the words that i'm saying aren't fun like when you're not doing well you just feel it in your soul uh, <laughs> but I, if you can work past that that's how you know you're on to something wow yeah but okay, I imagine that's good to know. <laughs> what was it like? To well, perform first it? of all, that was only ten minutes, so mm-hmm. I've got a solid ten minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. You only need five for late night. Yeah, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Did yeah, you're gonna to be on 10? Jimmy Fallon. That I should. haven't done Jimmy Fallon yet. You know, when it would be I, great if you did it for the first time as a stand-up comedian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking that if they, you know, they asked me if I would promote the Showtime special, and uh, I thought, you know, maybe I'll go on Ellen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you, you see her new special? I, I did. did. Yeah. Good? yeah. I like good. it. I, liked, I love her. She's so she's funny. Great. Yeah. Her. Earl, she's I've, a good uh, stand-up writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, her her delivery of stories is always she's like my inspiration oh really that's awesome who were yeah who who else were your early inspirations when you're starting out because well early lucille ball yeah so Mm -hmm. like she taught me everything i wanted to know about uh sitcom what was that was that (laughs) did did he (laughs) nip you oh my god no (laughs) no link couplets part two (laughs) (laughs) oh my god see no 
Go away. <laughs> Bad boy. Come over here. Justin Silver should come over here. What did you do? Oh, yeah, we do have a celebrity dog trainer friend. He's so good with dogs. Who is that? His name's Justin Silver. He had a TV show about trading dogs, apparently. uh, Yeah. He had a show on CBS, baby. Yeah. He can teach a dog to do pretty much anything. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd love to meet him. I've I've (laughs) spent so much money on that. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, ma'am, he is. Is he on the ice? Yeah. It's it's very, he's very, he's very handsome. Thumbs up all around. (laughs) You know, he, uh, I've had, is, is he, is she bleeding? Yeah. Oh it's my. This is our associate producer's it's first, day, it's on the first job. day. Oh, no. It's her first day. Hi, Emily. <laughs> it is a good story. Oh, no. <laughs> Comedy. Hey. Oh, you know. They're like God. first they talked about burns on their vagina, and then oh, they yeah. had an animal bite me and laughed about it. <laughs> Only the hot topics. She's like over there crying, saying, "I want to go home." <laughs> <laughs> You're are you I'm good so. Oh, sorry. You need a band-aid or something? I no? have okay. Neosporin. <laughs> I, very much on hand for, always. <laughs> exactly. need those Jamaican creams. He has bit everyone. <laughs> He's bit everyone. So it's like um, And I've hired love. the most expensive people to come, and they teach them all kinds of great tricks, but they don't oh, the teach tricks. them how to not bite. Well, that's the important one. Yeah, I feel like you, you should give her Justin's <laughs> info. That's the most useful one. Of course, but I don't know. Have you tried that, CBD oil? Yes, I am. Yeah? <laughs> no, and still no. Yes, I'm on the cover of Edibles magazine. Are you kidding me? Wait, really? Are you really? Wait. Wow. Are you and a dope. weed connoisseur? Because I am passionate about well, marijuana. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur, but I, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, <laughs> you know, I was a little bit of a head, but now I'm a spokesperson for wanting the industry to be uber responsible and uh, honoring the plan, honoring the planet and honoring the user by going organic all the way and actually growing it outdoors in the fresh air with the sunshine in a healthy organic um, microbiome of the earth you know like just do it the Mm -hmm. way you're supposed to do it yeah and uh because i don't want now that it seems like oh there's money to be made everybody kind of mimics uh the um industrialists of the 20th century which totally did it wrong and we're paying the With consequence like, of it now. Mass production. Yes. Yeah. And uh, short-sightedness and, and uh, you know. Cheaper, faster. Thinking about, not thinking about the planet and yeah. not thinking about the consumer or or the grower, uh, you know, or the, every step along the way, it really it hasn't been done with a consciousness that, it should have been done. And now this is kind of a new frontier and I just want people to do it right. It's a great, you know, plan and uh, there shouldn't have been a prohibition on it, but no. uh, but there was. So consequently, you know, there's not a whole lot of efficacy on what its powers are and how helpful it could be to... Um, you know, the medical community and disease and people. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of my uh, area right now when, with 
with concerns to that. Right. When did and that so grow? to answer your question, it didn't really matter. <laughs> it didn't work on, on the short stuff He's over He's doing here. what he wants to do. He always looks like very hey. satisfied with himself. Now, you know what happens? I'm going to explain to you. Because I was like in my peripheral. I'm thinking, should I stop talking for a minute? Because I feel like she's touching him a lot. And something's going to happen. <laughs> he lures and you in. He, you know, if he gets lulled in to a very tranquilized state, then he suddenly wakes up in a bad mood because he thinks, he forgets where he is and he thinks you're taking him away from his mother, which uh. isn't me, but his biological mother. Oh, so that's why you said oh you my. think he was taken away from the yes, from the. Yes, it's always that kind of a dynamic. Or if you're, or if he's resting and you're coming close, you're not even going for him. You're going for the person. He's always misconstrues the situation. Aww. He's always incorrect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no reason in the world why his the majority of his life he's been with me. No one has ever heard him. He has no reason to be that way. Were it not for what I think happened when he was a baby. Now, has he been to a dog psychic? Oh. Uh, no, he hasn't actually. Because I, I, I was curious. like, you never know if you've yeah. lived in LA for a while. Because no. <laughs> my dog, if he ends up in LA, is definitely going to a dog psychic. Uh -huh. I know a lot of people have <laughs> taken their dogs to dog psychics and some You stuff. know a lot of people? Yeah, like four. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's Three are in LA, but one of them is my ex. His parents did that. Well, oh, well I would take a number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if it works out. Well, she knows four people. Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. and three are in LA. And I think the three of them went to. But the results, she they felt were. But it was like you know my ex, my ex's parents went to a vet, the holistic vet, and the vet was like, "Oh, I also can like talk to your dog. Do you want me to?" And they're like, "Okay, okay. what an adult. <laughs> this is in Pennsylvania. This was really they didn't expect this." And then they're like, "Yeah, Buster loves when he smells turkey. He thinks of Katie, which is my ex's sister, because every Thanksgiving." there would be turkey and then Katie would come home from college or something like that. And like, they were like, how the hell? Oh my, she's like really Did psychic. Did she say the word Katie? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, here I we go. <laughs> you know, I know so, yeah, somebody said to me <laughs> recently, you know, uh, they, they said things to me about, you know, people who, uh, who have passed away or whatever. And I said to them, but you know, they definitely are tapping into some kind of wavelength, but that's not telling you what hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm, that's telling right. you what has happened. So yeah, you're blown away. But meanwhile, <laughs> it's in your head and they're reading your mind. Yeah. But that's not exactly the same as like my girlfriend bought me uh, for my birthday or something, a psychic uh, reading. <laughs> And right away, she says to me, you know, uh, who's Paula? And Paula's my cousin. And she goes into this whole thing about my cousin predicting that she was going to get sick and needed to, you know, get her shit together. And, uh, you know, Paula... And, and Happy Paula, birthday, friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I told her, you know, and, and the psychic was absolutely spot on. Wow. Did this help Paula not get sick or... Was Paul like, nah-uh. Well, she later said she was right, but she okay. didn't really totally do, you know, like buckle down like the, the way she should have. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So, she, so I thought, oh, that woman, you know, because usually you don't like 
so quickly. Usually you've forgotten it by the time right. it comes true. Yeah. The only time I had a psychic once tell me that, because uh, I read her book and I called her, that she's like, you're going to get uh, popularity from your voice. And I was like, what? I don't really sing. I, I like singing. She's like, no, no, no. You're talking, your voice. Like, your voice is going to travel. And I was like, and this was 2009. Yeah. I and I was just that. broken in college. And I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, this podcast got big. So I was like, damn, lady, here we she are. was right. Yeah. But I don't like to, I don't like to frequent those people because then I feel like they're, I'm not being spontaneous in my life. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking too much about what they said. Yeah, and it would deplete the magic of life, like I, the I, turns. Yeah, I think so. I think you got to listen to your inner voice, most important, because you're depending on somebody else's intuition when really we all have the power to de- cultivate that in ourselves. I agree, and it's hard to do. It's It's been a skill I've tried tried to develop for a long time but it's yeah it's way you're better off that way it's a better foundation well every time you know you think of something and then the tendency i think is to dismiss it Mm -hmm. and then later on you say i thought of that and you know i shouldn't have i i i should have acted on it and that's the practice in acting on what you think of listening to your rather than dismissing it oh it's fine like no you just thought of it so (laughs) maybe you should pay attention maybe it's your intuition telling you i started a diary because i'm single now so if i ever notice any red flags in guys i'm so optimistic and i'm like oh that that that, i don't care i write them down and then i look back to see if i'm right and i'm usually always right when i have like a twinge of like that's not that's gonna that's gonna be the thing that ends it i'm always right but then why do you but then but the next thing is to not say i don't care Say right, exactly. my guts are telling me something, and I'm just going to listen to that it. That was That's my question. I, I was like, "Are you just listening?" No, to no. <laughs> yeah, you're just writing it down. And then I just love them anyway because I'm a child of trauma. Um, no, I, I write them down to, to try and teach myself. Like, oh, secrecy, you were right. So that feeling you had when that guy was like, mm, whatever, you were right. So next time you had that feeling, listen to it. So it's, I'm trying to train myself to listen to my yeah, intuition. Yeah, me too. I'm a people pleaser, and I think in because of that i lose what i want and feel in the i used to be like that i'm not as much anymore how'd you change well you just start you know i mean (laughs) with the small things and then it just keeps getting easier and easier and now and not always it's in the moment sometimes you got to go back and say you know remember when i said that yeah that was a reflexive response truth be told i don't really want to do that Wow, you're a great communicator. So you, you go back, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if you, but then eventually you're in the moment and you say, mm, that's not really going to work for me, but go and do and more power to you. I, I'm going to pass. Yeah, that's but what I want to get to. I used to put my, you know, I, I uh, wasn't really uh, a, a lead character in my own life. I was oh. on How the, so? because I... I would say, okay, I'm gonna please this person and mm. that person and and this person, and like in a month, I should be ready to take a few days for myself. It was always like a negotiation in my head, yeah, that i I couldn't I didn't know how to say no to people. Were you, I feel but like now like, I do. <laughs> Corinne's so good at saying no to people, and I'm always fascinated That's by healthy. that. That's healthy. So healthy. Love saying no. So yeah. healthy. <laughs> saying no, I'm either like way too nice, or if I don't like something that happened, and I when I 
I can't talk about it without getting really mad. Like I don't right. know how to communicate. That's because it doesn't come easily to you. Yeah. I I had to get to the point where I was almost ballistic to be able to express myself. Yeah, you got to yeah, I had to embarrass myself in front of people that I don't know to be like, "Oh shit, I don't want to do that <sighs> ever again." Were you right. finding yourself in instances? I mean, especially in the entertainment business, I feel like it's very easy to kind of get caught up in a whirlwind and then all of a sudden you're like on set in an outfit that doesn't feel like you doing something that feels like almost degrading is a feeling I think is common in in entertainment uh you know in entertain you know in my career Mm -hmm. it wasn't as prevalent okay because i know what i'm doing and i know what's right for me and i you know i know my brand of comedy and i've been in the business of brand dress for a long time so that's not really where i kind of where i i did it but more with friends and family Mm. I felt like I was, you know, very much uh, um, more of a, definitely more of a giver than a taker. And then also definitely putting everybody else's needs above my own. And uh, really, uh, it was exhausting. It's such a disservice to yourself, but I I always thought that that was the right thing to do. I'm such a nice yeah. person. Yes, and you get a lot of positive reinforcement. Right, because people love a giver. Yeah, and they love when you make it completely about them. Yep, and then you end up in a relationship with a narcissist for seven years, and then you're like, shit. Yeah, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever ever any feeling in your in your like regular everyday life uh, that you know, well, I'm famous and I get a lot of attention, kind of uh, when I'm in the spotlight, so. So behind closed doors, I'm going to give more to people around me, like as a guilt. Is that ever something that you feel? No, nothing like that? No, I was like this before I got famous. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, uh, this is not, this is relatively new. Okay. uh, That I've worked through it Uh compared to how long I've been here. I, I spent a great deal of time being a people pleaser. So I, but I don't think, I think it's separate from that. Okay. I think I got, even in the, my family dynamic growing up, you know, that was. What were your parents like? My role within mm-hmm. the dynamic. Mom was good, get nervous. Dad would be stoic. My sister was high strung. Mm. So, you know, my, my um, place where I guess I got, positive reinforcement was A, being quiet, B, being good, and C, um, you know, doing for others. Mm -hmm. And I still do. I mean, I'm a cancer survivor, and I didn't just get cancer. I had to kind of turn into a cottage industry (laughs) and start a whole movement. But uh, I just needed to justify why this would happen to me. And... Uh, turning pain into purpose seems like mm. the the way out of the senselessness of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine that's like a full body, mind healing way to heal over something like that. And then helping people, you yeah. know, that's... The, so I'm tapping into that neurotic nature that you and I have, but at least it's for the greater good. Yeah, yeah, you got to do something with it, right? And then, exactly. <laughs> and then in my, you know, personal life, I'm like, uh, you know, much, much better at just 
No, I mean, and if I now if I don't like feel good or I'm tired, I'll cancel plans. Yeah. I won't push myself. Mm-hmm. I honor my body all the time. Oh, that's great. Wow. <laughs> so you started out. Um, we were reading up in pageants when you were a teenager. One. I oh, just, just entered one. one. Yeah. Oh, and you did well. Yeah, I came in first runner-up, but I got an agent with it because <laughs> no, I told everybody that I was, you know, I won. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was 15. I could have said I was first runner-up. I'm sure I could have yeah. gotten an agent saying that. Right. But I felt like I had lost because I didn't come in first. Yeah. So, you know, that was just... And that got you a talent agent, like, for TV stuff, for film and... Yeah, commercials. Wow. Yeah. Why did you just... What, like, what prompted you to, to do the pageant? I was uh, listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. I think it was Harry Harrison here in New York. <laughs> And uh, they said, if you're a, a girl between uh, 13 and 16, I think, or 17, and you have $15. Wow. <laughs> That's all you need. You can enter the Miss New York Teenager pageant. And I thought, this is my ticket to fame. <laughs> you were kind you of were right, so though. right, though. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. It I sounds know. like a scam, but it worked out no, for you. No, it really worked out for you. So what did you have to do in these? Um, it took place over a weekend. There were like 1,500 girls. Oh, my gosh. Damn. And then they kept narrowing it down over the weekend. And, you know, they you'd walk a runway in a, like, pretty dress. There was no bathing suit. Were there or anything. judges? Yes. <laughs> Were they male or female? I think it was mixed, as I okay. recall. Okay. Yeah. And uh, no, it was kind of a and sweet thing. All the parents were there. Yeah. And of course, it was like a radio, must have been a radio promotion or something uh-huh. uh, for a local New York uh, radio station. And um, they ask you questions. And so. You, huh. Did you have to like sing or play an instrument or anything or just the walking and the, and the talking, walking, the walking and, and talking. the she can walk and talk <laughs> and, and then scholastically and volunteer stuff. Okay, you know. okay. They yeah, wanted you to be a well rounded. Yeah, yeah. It really was pretty innocent, but of course I lost out to the blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl mm-hmm. that was the one throughout my career. Really, I mean, I. That white bread, pretty blonde, you know, gets the the job done. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porn. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so, where did you go from there? What? What? How fast did? How? Well, then I had that. You know, then I had my bogus title because I sold the market. You told everyone, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, now in hindsight, I mean, I was only 15. And I just picked up the phone and started calling agents in New York. Wow. Wow. And I said, I want an interview, you know, an appointment for an interview. And they would often ask to send in the pictures. And my parents took pictures of me and we sent snapshots in. And and eventually I did get representation. And I started doing commercials and I got that small part in Saturday Night Fever. And, yeah. You know. How was that? Was that, your, that was your first like big production? That was my very first big. movie. I mean, I had done a little extra work, but that was my first movie where I had a speaking part in it. And um, that was amazing. I mean, my dad was working in uh, Brooklyn at the time. So, 
he came to the set and they said, I'm sorry, this is a closed set. And he said, but I'm the star's father. And they said, okay, right this way, Mr. Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> you got it from your dad then. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're all like so resourceful. Yeah, yeah. very resourceful. Stressors. Stressors are resourceful <laughs> and funny and big eaters. Those are our claims to fame. Fun people. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and then so, and you got married very young, 21. That was the first time. And that's your only marriage. And No, I actually oh, no. did it a second time. <laughs> you did? Because I was like, the first one we hear about. with the state, though. So oh. it was kind of like just a... Uh, we had a ceremony and just another so title a, you gave yourself. You didn't get a yeah. marriage license. We got the marriage oh, license. Oh. We got everything, but then he decided let's not send it in. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which in hindsight was a good idea. Yeah, At the time, then, it pissed me off because you know he kind of talked to his financial advisors without oh. me being there, and came home from a business trip and said, "Yeah, I don't think we should." Uh, why do we need to be in business with the state? It's let's just, you know. I would have written that down in my red flag diary. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's kind of downhill from there because I thought, oh, okay. This is not, well, I it mean, protects your money then too, right? Totally. Well, I, that's why in hindsight it was actually it was good. a good thing because, you know, it was the a year of bliss, a year of agony, ecstasy, and then a year of agony. Oh. <laughs> But I, I honestly am grateful for the entire experience because I've, I grew so much, yeah, about myself because of him uh-huh. and from him because he actually was pretty smart and about science and, and oh, that's things. cool, yeah. And what period in your life was the, the second marriage? Uh, it was, it was like two years ago. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> yeah. oh, that warms my heart. Wait, so how how did you guys, what was, so when it was blissful, like, what what about yeah. him? I don't know anything about this person. Like, what did you love? He was serious. Yeah. I thought he was handsome and funny and very smart. And we laughed a lot. And, you know, he wasn't working. So he could, like, just hang out and have fun and and walk the red carpets with me and everything Aww. like that. And then he started working and it was like suddenly I don't want, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> you know, didn't like California all of a sudden anymore oh. and you know, didn't really like my friends so much anymore. Oh. And it was just like one thing after another. It was like those, you know, soap operas where they act one way and then as soon as you marry or not actually married right even if you they don't send it in change. exactly it's the same bs wow so that was probably how it was that breakup um did you guys both realize yeah this and you know it right like you feel this too yeah, kind of he thing? had a bad habit of like not being able to cope with even the slightest uh disagreement and he just walk out of the house <laughs> And then Wait. I wouldn't hear from him for weeks. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Over like a major thing? No, or like- not major, I promise wow. you. Because, uh, and, and, you know, he had money, so he didn't even, he would mm. buy new clothes, buy a new computer. 
do whatever he didn't because he wasn't in your house anymore because he left because he, he was walked mad. out he had other homes <laughs> oh okay he didn't you know and uh <laughs> wouldn't answer my calls or anything like that so you know that was so finally i said you know you but then eventually he'd come back <laughs> and i like was soaking wet cat, soaking like, wet or like yeah. with leaves in his shoes <laughs> like where'd he go nope he'd usually come back with an expensive piece of jewelry <laughs> wow and then eventually i kind of thought you know uh, this is not uh this is making me physically ill it's yeah. too stressful i don't get it i can't do it so you know the last time i said this is the last time you do it again it's i'm done yeah and, uh, we had a uh, disagreement about the dog and he like jumped out of bed and started you know walking he was in bed and he left and wow. i said if you leave now you can never come back and that was the last i ever saw of them oh literally that's, that's like an indie movie the husband wow. walks away yeah wow. yeah well you know right. clearly it wasn't a good idea but actually i'm glad that i had it because of everything how much i grew through the experience do you date now um a little i you know because like you're very not sexy as lady. much as thank you as uh, i've been in this kind of mode where i'm dating me Mm -hmm. oh that's a good idea you know and it's really the first time that i'm like mm, i'm like happy just being home with me and so i'm allowing myself to be with me and not feel like oh i i gotta have some dude or you know time is passing or all the things that maybe in the past i might have thought about yeah that i would have put pressure on myself mm -hmm. about and now it's like you know the pressure is off because if i never meet someone again i'm really have a very full and content life so i'm not sure if it's too good to be so content because <sighs> yeah. it kind of takes the edge off your mojo a little bit <laughs> yeah because it's like why do i want i live alone like i i live alone for the first time in my life and it, i feel very good but i'm like the idea of somebody else in my space with like their shoes in my house right. like get the fuck like i'm like right. i think i'm spoiling myself by being happy alone. well or you know or this is or it's good it's, yeah i mean uh you know there's no 100 percent I talk to my girlfriends who have boyfriends and or husbands and that that comes with its own, you know, problems. Yeah. And I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. But then, you know, there are other times but I have a gay ex husband. You do have a gay we ex husband. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, um we're happily divorced. Yeah, and we're very close. So, you know, um, so that that's a, a nice um relationship because he too. know he's known you for so long he's known you the most intimately mm -hmm. that's got to feel so good to have and the longest i feel like the secret the key to good life partners that's incredible if you can have somebody who's known you and gets you and understands you and you can have you can joke with and stuff like that's the secret to a great life i think totally just friend wise yeah. is, he, is he married no neither of us currently have anyone okay so. <laughs> Watch. Well, so wait, wait, we're, gonna, we're going out to dinner and 
next week. <laughs> we'll end up back together. <laughs> and if we ever want to have sex, we'll only have to hire one guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So how, so I know you've talked about this before, but how w- did he tell you, were there any clues? Were there, I have a close friend who um, that happened to, it was, they didn't marry, but it was her first boyfriend, serious boyfriend. They were together for a while and she had a kind of like an identity crisis a little bit afterwards. So I'm curious how that was for you. Uh, well, you know, I didn't have an identity crisis, definitely not. Um, and I do think that everyone has a right to live an authentic life. I mean, there was, I mean, I, I, I found myself wondering how early in our relationship was he talking himself out of it? Mm-hmm. And kind of using me as his beard, <laughs> but a good question. Uh, <laughs> some reflecting, some light reflecting. But other than that, you know, we had a, you know, I mean, we're very, we're actually quite compatible. Yeah, created the nanny together, and and you worked well together. Yeah, and we still do. We're still writing together and doing things together. And even now, we started like taking vacations together. That's and, so special. Yeah. So, wow. But, but are that, you like cuddling on them? Yeah. No, uh, we walk. Or we like hold hands. hands. Yeah, That's we'll hold fun. hands. Uh, we'll walk arm in arm. You know, uh, we're very tactile with each other. Yes. Right. But wow. we don't have this, you know, we have separate rooms. And, yeah. You know, he likes to go to the gym. I like breakfast in bed. <laughs> you know, I mean, we do our own thing. When we were married, it would be like, you know, compromise, compromise. But now it's, there is, it's not about compromise. We don't have to spend every waking minute together. We're mm-hmm. not married. It's like, if you want to do this and I don't, do it by yeah. all means. So you're both right. free together yes, free together and i don't even know if you can achieve that in a marriage like an actual i really don't know i I really try to make a case or talk to people who've had really positive relationships that have made their life better i certainly have learned a lot from my relationships but i i've talked to my best friend i'm like i don't think i've ever had a partner that like is equal or more that i like i would love to be with somebody who like is more successful is more is better in all the areas that i want to improve on because i want it to rub off on me yeah and uh but i don't that's never happened yeah, you got to put that out to the universe. And, yeah. you know, I I would like that too. When you're a dynamic and powerful woman with money, it's challenging to find a man that can that be your equal and, uh, and want you, not a trophy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, but whatever it's it'll you know it'll unfold the way it unfolds and i'm good with any which way mm-hmm. have you ever been with somebody who treated you like you were a trophy uh i'm not good at that part so uh, <laughs> at, at, at seeing it or at or at being a being, being a, a trophy part of it. <clears throat> uh, yeah i'm not i mean when i think about a trophy mm-hmm. it's someone that uh is very fine with building my life around the man, mm-hmm. the powerful man. And I'm there oh. to compliment his life and, you know, always look good and Just spend pretty, a lot yeah. of time in the gym and and shopping to 
be the woman in his life so that, mm. you know, I can be on his arm when he goes to wherever he needs to go. And it becomes about him, which is a skill unto itself. Mm -hmm. But that's not me. Yeah. You know, I like, I, I uh, make it about me a lot. He should, right? Uh -huh. I mean, well, it's, well, you know, it's what it is. It's a balance. It's I'd what imagine. it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not judging. I yeah. just, I know who I am. And, uh, you know, I'm a star. I'm not, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm no shrinking violet. I can't yeah. right. take a backseat to somebody. I'm, I'm used to being in the spotlight. Uh -huh. And, you know, I didn't become an actor because I didn't want attention. <laughs> nobody right. does yeah it's a beautiful sentence yeah. yeah well i like that i kind of like just the confidence to to say i'm a star because especially women i think are so often like oh that like that person's cocky or like that person's a bitch because they're saying something that's uh true about that's themselves. true about themselves that we all know it's like of course you're a star and like to be a star society has to agree that you are a star so it's like everyone's complicit in it in the first place um and people are i don't know people just yeah, really try to I turn really, it I try never to, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure I have my moments where I can be a bitch, but honestly, <laughs> yeah, I, I really try and consider uh, people's feelings and needs a mm -hmm. lot and more than I think the average person. And even when I'm with a man, even as a star, I like cooking them. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I'll tidy up after them. Um, I mean, I you could be I, I like creating a, a home, mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, I like entertaining and having people over, and I like shopping, buying them clothes, and yeah, I like that all that stuff. Taking so care it's of somebody. not like I'm, you know, like always making it about me. I actually go out of my way to um take care of them mm -hmm. i like taking care of my men but um but they have to be worthy of being taken care of by you well that right is true and you want to feel like on some level the love is a real and Mutual. they really want to be with you and are not gonna um hurt you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but growth is painful so painful so if you look at it that way you know you just gotta talk yourself off the ledge and say okay you know I, uh this is happening for a reason and i'm gonna have to reflect on it so i don't fall back into this ditch again and i actually learn from it yeah it's mm -hmm. being presented for a reason always yeah. and i think intimate relationships in particular are our teachers <sighs> Yeah, you really, because that's a really vulnerable position with another human being. Like when you get that in that comfort zone and you can, just having sex is so vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about it, how I used to treat it when I was in my 20s and how I treat it now. And I'm like, man, I kind of like threw it around a little bit and now I have a deeper respect for sex. And But now it's like, it's hard to... It's easy to fall for me to fall for somebody when I sleep with them like okay. that. Now that I've treated it with more respect and it's more special, and I'm not going to sleep with you until we hang out a couple times. But then after that, I'm probably going to be like, "I love you," you know. Uh. So <laughs> you know, it's finding that balance. Uh. <laughs> it's your thirties are for. <laughs>
know. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, after you div- you got divorced from your first husband, were you immediately, like, smoothly into friends? Or was there a period when you, no, you said you just he created? was mad at me. He was mad at you? Yeah, he Come didn't again? want me to leave the relationship. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and were you like, so, dude? Uh, well, you know, it. he didn't actually, that wasn't really the reason I had my suspicions, but uh, it was because I found him to be very controlling. Oh. And at oh. the time, he was still controlling his orientation. Um. So, you know, it wasn't until after that he owned it and uh and it wasn't really until after my uh you know battle with cancer that we started to move towards each other again mm. and put the relationship on a new shelf so that was kind of a silver lining wow wow that's crazy yeah that's crazy how something that that tra- that's a traumatic experience i would imagine having cancer can really bring you together and it forces you to shed all your bullshit sometimes exactly. and people can see you when he was told i had cancer he burst into tears and in that moment all of his anger melted away wow and all that was left was the love wow so. damn <laughs> you have a very poetic life oh <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, and so I don't. I, I want to get into you know sad stuff, but uh, this uh, podcast is primarily we talk a lot about uh, sexual assault, and uh, the Me Too movement has been a big part of everything. We've been doing this for five years, and you know we read uh, up on you a lot, and you had a, a very harrowing experience in 1985. Um, we were wondering more so if you not that, to talk about the experience, but if you had any um, advice. Uh, on how to get over an assault because we have a lot of survivors who listen and and like we feel very fortunate to have not experienced yeah. that and that's such a weird uh word to use but wow. s- it's but so many people one out of three yeah women. it's that's like you, to feel lucky is so strange but it's a it's something that we feel often and uh just from someone who has who has achieved so much uh to kind of pass on your advice oh uh, well you know, I think that um, um, go to therapy mm-hmm. and uh, connect with your pain. That's your time with a trained ear to lie on a couch and, you know, like kind of cry your eyes out if you want to or be angry, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you, it, you need to do that. Write your feelings down. I wrote a book and... You know, the each I wrote two New York Times bestsellers, and in both of them I talk about it. And each time, you know, it's cathartic. Um, and if you, even if you don't publish a book, r- write down your feelings because it is very cathartic to get it out. And then uh, don't apologize. You know, I mean, if people in your life. Uh, reveal themselves as lacking of in with compassion that's telling don't ignore that this use this as an opportunity to see really who your peeps are Mm -hmm. and who are not when push comes to shove and wake up and at least use it for a positive in that regard i was kind of lucky because they did capture a rapist and he is in jail for you know one and a half lifetimes but um 
not everybody has that closure. Right. And um, still, uh, you have to keep going on. You have to live defensively. You know, I, I, I'm, I live with a lot of security, always subsequent to that for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, alarm systems and gates and yeah, and and you know, just always looking around me and things like that. I don't think you ever totally forget that this happened to you and uh, you that feeling of absolute vulnerability where you're completely at the mercy of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, where, you know, where there's life, there's hope. And, uh, and so uh, you gotta keep putting one foot in front of the other. A thousand mile journey begins with a single step. And it took me a year to not feel like a mirror that was shattered in a thousand pieces. Took mm-hmm. a good year. Mm-hmm. I remember I was once in a restaurant and one of the servers dropped a whole tray of like glasses or dishes. And, you know, it was startling, but I literally leaped to my feet and yelped out loud (laughs) without even i mean it just was an automatic primal reaction yeah and everybody in the restaurant (laughs) turned and looked at me (laughs) oh god and you know it just takes a long time and cut yourself all that slack and just surround yourself with a posse of people who get it did you find that people in your life were not compassionate after it happened uh, no, I think actually people in my life were. But uh, trust did play a factor in it because I actually wanted to leave town. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was living in a war zone. I He had not been apprehended and I oh, didn't gosh. feel safe and yeah. I just wanted to move. And uh, my manager and dear friend, who was also a bit of a surrogate mom, and a very wise old owl said, um, you know, you're a city girl and uh, you should not be making life-changing decisions right now because you're, you know, you've had, you're you're in trauma. Mm. So why don't you just give it six months and if in six months you still feel that way, I'll help you pack. And I thought, it didn't feel right at all to stay. It felt very dangerous to me. Mm-hmm. But I, it did resonate with me that I was in trauma and probably not the best time to make decisions. So I trusted her, even though it didn't feel right. Mm. I trusted her. And, uh, and she was right. But I really went against my feelings that I needed to bolt. Well, you're probably in fight or flight still. The, the effects of trauma probably. on the brain is, is, is fat. I'm like diving into that with books and stuff now and how it can create patterns that you don't even, you don't even realize. Yeah, so I think that uh, you need to recognize that you've been through something that is not an instant overnight, I can get over this. 
And then you have to trust people that you've always trusted to advise you. And you have to accept that this is not the best time to make life-changing decisions. Yeah, damn. Do um, one of the things, because I feel like the, the issue of sexual assault is something that the reason why we're like just passionate about the awareness of it is because when we started doing the podcast, we would just get inundated with emails and it's every day. We probably get at least one a day from a listener. I who used is, to have women sign the chapter, hmm. bad things happen to good people because it meant so much to them that yeah. I was so forthright in describing it. And then in the second book, you know, uh, I, I talk about it some more. So, uh it's uh it's a process that you know you kind of takes its time it takes its toll and takes its time to you know get to Did the it, other side of yeah life. and you were saying that you were um in that trauma place for about a year or at least a place that you wouldn't want to make any decisions um if you feel comfortable talking about it, I'm just curious, like what? Because this is a question that we've gotten, and I just I don't know how to answer it. But how do you get back in touch with your body, your sexuality? Yeah, is that such that, a beautiful part um, of of a person? You know, that was one of the lovely things about um, you know being with Peter because it must have been maybe only I don't know two or three weeks after uh, the rape and we decided to have sex mm -hmm. and, uh, he must've seen on my face that I was like going into my head mm -hmm. in a not unhealthy way. And he said to me, I'll open your eyes. It's me. I'm right here. And, uh, and I, I did, I like, we made love with my eyes open the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it was a reintroduction into um, getting back into my body. And uh, and then after I had the hysterectomy, I did the same thing with uh, the guy that I write about in Cancer Schmancy, you know, the first time we had sex after How that, was that cancer surgery and everything. And, uh, you know, it... Um, it was uh, very loving and slow, and but everything seemed to work, and it was a relief in a way. And and uh, you know, I I remember looking up at both of them. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> was, was there a concern after the cancer from the doctors or that that things wouldn't work or did they, or is that just a fear that you had personally? I, I, uh, I guess it was a fear I had. I don't, I don't know if I even really talked to them, but I didn't know what orgasming was going to be mm. like. I didn't know what, you know, um, whether or not I would need lubrication. Right. I didn't know whether, how it was going to feel or how it was going to feel to him mm -hmm. because they remove your cervix when you have a surgery like that. But then I realized that that's so far up. Yeah. Nobody would say, ever yeah. know that you don't have, that you're actually closed up at the top. Mm -hmm. But, um, it, uh, but everything did work. And so, 
<laughs> and still does. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So, what do you have? Casual sex? Do you have like what's like? I was asking you. Do you you're dating yourself? So for me, I medically think like Hitachi Magic Wand, baby. You know, but uh, you know, like one. That's <laughs> my favorite thing I own. Um, and it really does sometimes make you like when you are comfortable being by yourself and you live alone and you're proud of the work you're at and you're you're kind of like I don't really. This is my boyfriend. You know what I mean, kind of thing. But how how do you how what's your relationship like like with your sexuality now? Uh, you know, I think that um, I I I love men. You know, I particularly like uh, the penis. <laughs> Same. I mean, you know, I'm like I know I'm not a lesbian because I do. <laughs> Like a penis. Yeah, yeah. I was telling that to my friend the other day. I'm like, I am straight. Yeah. Wow. And you know what the thing is? I know that a lot of my um, lesbian girlfriends, you know, they use a, uh, you know, like a strap on and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But it's really not the same as when you're looking at somebody that's orgasming on you, you know, into you. Yeah and what happens to their body and what happens to their organ. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is a, uh, you know, a symphony, really. The whole thing, yeah. it's just uh, the, the sounds, the breathing, the expressions, the, uh, you know, uh, everything is, you don't get that from an inanimate object. <laughs> Uh, I feel right? like your sex is very poetic. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah, you don't get that from an inanimate object. That's for sure. Like even like a sex doll is not. Oh yeah. You know. But it's the intense. Yeah, the intensity of being like watching a man come is like one of my favorite things. Because obviously, if I'm there to begin with, I really like this person, so it's it's powerful on a lot of levels anyway. Yeah. But then watching and that, I you're like, like the weight of the body, on you know, yeah, I like to feel the weight of a man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, That's fun, you know. But having said that, <laughs> <laughs> do you need to get to know somebody uh, for a certain period of time before you feel comfortable even going there or, or approaching the subject? Uh, no, nope, nice. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I don't want to get too attached and then find out the family jewels are not what I anticipated. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that's I don't I need. I need the right equipment for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I it's a lot of pressure for the dude. I get yeah. that. But uh, I'm not looking for a life of frustration either. <laughs> Good so, for you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, probably the sooner the better, really. Let's yeah. get it out of the way. And also, you jump into intimacy and then you, you feel a certain closeness. Sure. Uh, the other things can catch up. And if they don't, then you know it's just sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, sometimes the other things can catch up easier because you've already jumped the hurdle of intimacy. Yeah, I was talking to a French guy a while back and he was like the French date in a way that they sleep together right away. Because if that's not... So many people uh, are afraid to prioritize sexual compatibility. But I'm like, if you don't have it, it's going to it's gonna show itself sooner or later. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you kinda have to have 
it all if you're gonna hook up with this person for a long time. If it's just, you know, I mean, uh, once in a while, then it you don't have, it doesn't have to be anything. Yeah, it's uh, a different kind of thrill. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, because I was like, I think it's funny because I think a, a lot of our listeners are like in their in their twenties or thirties, and I think they think like, oh, that after that time, like you don't have fuck buddies anymore. But it seems like no, that's timeless. God, oh no, my god, I wish everyone definitely. could see the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. Uh, <laughs> That's no, amazing. no, that's, you know, that's, that's all I have right now. <laughs> Good for <So>. you. <laughs> the older I, the older I get, the better sex gets. Cause then I'm, it's like you take more agency over yourself and what you want and what you won't tolerate. Well, and will. yeah. And the more you get comfortable with yourself, the more satisfying that becomes. Yeah. Because it's like, you know what? We don't have to have that much in common. We just have to do this good. Yeah. Words. We just and have to dance naked well together. Yeah, we have our routine <laughs> and it works and, you know, no complaints. So, yes, if I meet somebody that I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. Great. I, I, would, I would welcome that. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't happen... And, uh, you know, I just have my buddy, then that's okay, too. Wow. You figured it out. <laughs> no, I didn't. I feel like you should right, have a podcast. Because I'm not in a relationship right now. But who if I were like, in a relationship, it would underscore what I still have to work on. the grass on, is sure. always greener, though. Like, people, one of my friends who have boyfriends or husbands talk to me, and they, like, are bitching about... He did that. I'm like, oh man, I feel so free that I don't have to deal with that. Like, I feel great. Yes. No. I. I. I don't. I like having the independence too, but um, there's got to be somebody out there that doesn't, you know, that isn't as problematic, and it's just more a joyful, yeah, kind of friendship, loving, committed relationship, but. Maybe not. You're I listening. Love, I love the way you view the world. <laughs> it's been very, it's been very, I feel like your wisdom is like, I'm, it's contagious and I'm catching it. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yes, Thank I think, you. yeah, I was like, that's our time. If, is there anything that you want uh, people, like a website or anything you need to promote your book Thank or talk you. about? Well, whatever you I'd, want. I'd love people to go to cancerschmancer.org and uh, on, um, um, Earth Day, we've, we're uh, releasing on social media our Be the Change video for teens. And uh, that's with Jamie Foxx and myself and a bunch of kids. And then in the spring, uh, we're going to release free to the world our Masterclass Health Summit with very cutting edge, outside of the box, fantastic speakers, medical doctors and stuff. And then in June, we come back to New York for the uh, Cabaret Dinner Cruise and uh, here in New York Harbor on the beautiful Hornblower ship. So just go to cancerschmancer.org, sign up. It's free. And you'll get all kinds of interesting, mind-expanding, mind-blowing things that maybe your doctor doesn't know or or won't tell you but knowledge is power thank you yeah. 
Love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been very exciting. We've been doing this podcast for five years, and this is pretty much the probably the most excited yeah. I ever. And I don't. I know you don't know me, but I like don't get excited about any. I mean, I, I just very like a stoic, like Daria type personality. Uh, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, this has been guys. We fucked the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. <laughs>